The biggest games. Racky for three, got it to go. The most compelling stories. Three of the former players said sons were on this uh, particular Monroe team. The area's best high school sports coverage. Throws it down with two hands, the whole hoop is shaking. That's a 10, that's a 10, baby. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Tonight, we have a fantastic Badger crossover matchup on hand as the DeForest Norskis look to break even in conference play against the Sun Prairie West Wolves. But before we can get to that, let me tell you about my friends over at Zimbrick Honda, as for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Hello again, folks. My name is Riley Yauk. Special thanks to Alex Gravatt, Chuck Stanger, and I believe Ryan Wollersheim helping run the show with audio and video. Then we have Hunter Vaughn and the Dean, Dennis Semrau, who are going to be on the call tonight. And speaking of the Dean, Dennis Semrau, it is now week eight in the high school football season here in Wisconsin. So let's waste no time. Get right to them as we dive into our Canopy Wealth Management keys to success. This is the Prep Mania Game Plan, presented by Canopy Wealth Management. Plan for your future with Canopy Wealth Management. Visit canopy-wealth.com. All righty, Mr. Semrau, the Dean. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Good, Riley. How are you? Not too shabby, not too shabby. It's, it's always a good time talking to you here in the Everlight Solar Studio back in Madison, and I'm looking forward to this one. Should be a good game. What do you think, Dennis? Well, uh, DeForest is averaging 49 points a game the last four games, but they've given up over 700 yards in one game and 500 in another. <laughs> uh, they had a 70-62 to 62 game. They lost to Monona Grove a few weeks ago, and uh, the game we were calling when we got that, it was like, did the te- offenses you know, just show up? The defenses stay home? <laughs> You know, what's going on here? So I guess this, so. this is going to be pretty cool because DeForest can put up a lot of points, but with the wing T offense that uh, Sun Prairie West run, runs, that's geared to run clock and keep the other team off the field. So it's going to be push-shove kind of a game tonight, i got a feeling. Okay, fascinating matchup. 72 points is absolutely insane. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing this contrast in styles. But starting with the Norskis, uh, they had their way with Sun Prairie West last season. They defeated them twice by scores of 38-0 to and 53-6. to And then just last week, I mean, you're talking about putting up points. They knocked off Fort Atkinson 56-18. to What do they need to do tonight to replicate that success? Well, first of all, stop the run. Again, with the wing tee that Sun Prairie West runs, they're going to try to run clock on you. And you have to play assignment football. If you try to help out, that's when the team can break a big one on you. Number two is protect the football. Again, take care of it. No turnovers. And then uh, the coaches play complementary football. And you're like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) The offense, defense, and special teams all complement each other. That means you're solid in all three phases. So that's a different way of putting it, I guess. Yeah. But uh, 
no gaps. You can't have uh, special teams turning the ball over a few times or the defense giving up big plays, whatever. Everybody's got to kind of work together tonight. Okay. Very good. We'll see if they're able to do that. And moving on to the Wolves of Sun Prairie West, in that 38-0 loss last year, they were only down 9-0 going into the fourth quarter. They're only in their second year of existence right now as a program, and they're not that far off from a program that's been consistently good like DeForest. So what do they have to do tonight to get over that, that Norsky-shaped hump, you could say? Well, you, you mentioned the second year. By the way, tonight is homecoming. Like, okay, we've only had school for yeah, one what? year. It's not like we got alums from 30 years coming back. So that's a little weird. I haven't had one of those for a while. Uh, first is minimize big plays. Guard against the plays on the perimeter. Max Mitchell's very good quarterback with his feet and with his arm. He's got 23 touchdowns. So they got to keep him in check. Limit mistakes. Again, not just turnovers, but penalties. Uh, with that uh, wing T, where you're going to be running the ball an awful lot. And, you know, you want to be behind the chains, which is what happens if you get penalties. And number three is keep it clean on special teams. It's no turnovers, no big plays for DeForest. Again, their offense has just exploded the last month. So uh, kind of keep that in check. Okay. Very good. And, yeah, I guess we'll see. Maybe there's a few uh, alumni from last year's graduating class of Sun Prairie West yeah. are going to come back, make yeah. some ruckus. Maybe give a lot of money to <laughs> the new yeah. football program. One other thing to think about with tonight: both these teams are three and two in conference. A fourth win gets you in the playoffs. If you're above 500, you're in. You're th- if you lose, now you're going to have to win next week because three and four just might not cut it. Uh, I th- believe last year, 32 teams with three and four records got in. Travis uh, Wilson from Wiss Sportsnet is, uh, thinks maybe 36 might make it this year, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be that one on, on the outside because you you know you missed uh, qualifying by uh, one technicality or something. So win this one and you're in. That's the, that, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, certainly not a risk you want to take. So big stakes on hand tonight for DeForest and Sun Prairie West. Looking forward to hearing you call, Dennis. Thank you very much. As always, those were your Canopy Wealth Management keys to success. As Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape. Throughout your family's financial planning journey, they will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline, it's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. We're going to step aside here for a second. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Welcome back to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. And I'd like to personally extend my congratulations to our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Braden Taylor of Madison Memorial High School. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Braden Taylor, Val Phillips Memorial High School. Yep. You had a name change when you were in high school. I did. 
How's the schools and the students accepted that? We've accepted it really well. The name change has benefited us, if anything. That name, Bell Phillips, has a better meaning behind it, and the school in general is a better place to be. If you look at this school, this is one of the most diverse schools, and you mentioned that that is one of the things that attracts you to it. What's it like uh, walking on hallways on a typical school day? You see new faces every single day. This past day, actually, I saw a lot that I haven't counted. The people, the, the languages, the diversity, just everything bringing it together, the community, it makes us so strong. It's going to make it a little easier when you transition to college, isn't it? Yep, yep, <laughs> those skills. You've already gone through that. You're a multiple sport athlete, three sports, football, basketball, and track and field. Mm -hmm. How do those sports all kind of interact for you? So those are all pretty compatible. They all involve speed. The training and everything really helps running down the court, running down the field. And then they all endure trust within your teammates. You gotta trust when you hand that baton off to your teammate that they're gonna do their best and help you out. Now you didn't do track as a freshman. I did. Well, did you have sports as a freshman? I didn't, that was COVID, so came right from eighth grade and sophomore year and picked up back then. You talk about that, that's a big jump. Usually you got freshman or JV. You just jumped from eighth grade to varsity sports. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times parents, you know, wish their kids were at that varsity level younger, but you saw them to transition, how difficult that is. It is very difficult. The atmosphere is very different. Going from that eighth grade, you'll have parents uh, on the sideline cheering you on and everything. And then going to varsity, you got the crowds, the big old crowds, and the games on the line. It's 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 an atmosphere I've never experienced before. Now, uh, what's some of the things you do volunteer-wise? You've done a lot of youth coaching. Yep. So we've had basketball youth camps, uh, football youth camps. And then one thing outside of school is news on wheels. So we've gone around the city and gave food to people in need um, and even people into retirement homes and that's just some volunteer work through the church that I've done. Hey, you realize the impact you've had on maybe somebody who might be their only social contact in the day of the week. Mm -hmm. It puts a smile on my face when I see how happy they are to see me, to have somebody to talk to. Do you have a favorite class? I do. My favorite class is astronomy. I like looking at the stars and just the world outside of the world. You thinking about something in that field for college, or what are you looking at to study at this point? Uh, in college, I would like to further my education in possibly sports management, even being a physical therapist, just something around the sports. It's what I love, so. And you're looking to play, hopefully, football? Yep, hopefully play football in college. That is the goal. So we're at UW Credit Union student athlete of the week, Brayden Taylor from Ralph Phillips Memorial High School. Great senior year. Awesome, thank you. Congratulations once again to our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Braden Taylor of Val Phillips Memorial High School. For over 90 years, UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every stage of life, offering great rates for greater possibilities. Join today at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area's student-athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the Student Athlete of the Week is. We are going to take another break Stick around, you are listening to Zimbra County's presentation of Prep Mania. Okay, everyone, gather around. It's time for corny jokes about passing the torch. The team at Kirian's Welding was fused together solid. Thanks for all the late nights and early shifts. But double retirements mean the crew must bond with some certified new hires. You've both gone the extra millimeter. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
Rise and shine, honey. We don't want to miss our flight. Our flight is in seven hours. And we have TSA PreCheck with our Navy Federal flagship credit card. TSA PreCheck? Hmm. Getting my bugle through security will be so much easier now. <sighs> Learn how you can earn up to three times points on travel with the flagship credit card at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Metro Ford of Madison is Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Whether you're in the market for a new or new-to-you vehicle, Metro Ford of Madison has the customer service that's second to none. Metro Ford is also the home of the two years no-charge maintenance offer on new vehicle purchases, making it the place to go for the new Ford of your dreams. Browse their inventory, schedule a service, or see this month's offers at MetroFordofMadison.com. That's MetroFordofMadison.com. It's football season at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Featuring the best pool in history, Stadium Swim. Three levels, six pools, and a 143-foot diagonal screen. Stadium Swim is America's favorite place to watch football. Located at Circa Resort and Casino. Open 365 days a year, and it will be the place to be for Green Bay's first ever visit to Las Vegas. Plus, the ESPN Wisconsin team will be live on site. Book your stay today at CircaLasVegas.com. That's CircaLasVegas.com. We're on the Badgers. To me, that's the biggest problem. It'd be one thing if we saw some growth, if we started really fast today. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, before and after every Wisconsin football game on 100.5 ESPN. Baby, oh, oh, just a little local, like what's in Acapulco. I'm just Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, as now it's time to go around the area, check out what other games are happening this evening. Starting in the Big 8 Conference as Janesville Parker travels to Madison East to take on the 1-6 Pergolders. Madison LaFollette, winless on this season, is at Madison Memorial. They're 4-3. Madison West on the other side of Madison will be on the road against 9th-ranked Middleton. They're 6-1. And, and finally, the 8th-ranked Verona Wildcats, also sitting at 6-1 but 5-0, undefeated in conference play are at Monterey Stadium tonight to do war with Janesville Craig, the Cougars. All of these games, by the way, are at 7 p.m. Moving on to the Badger Large, Oregon, 1-6 winless in the conference play this year. They're on the road at Beaver Dam. That game is on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam, if you'd like to give it a listen. And fourth-ranked Wanakee will be heading to Carl F. Anderson Field to take on the Milton Redhawks. In the Badger Small, Monona Grove will be on the road against Portage, the Warriors. The 10th-ranked Mount Horeb Barneveld Vikings going to try and battle for the moniker against Stoughton. They're 4-3 on the season. Mount Horeb undefeated, by the way. Sock Prairie, the Eagles, 3-4 sitting right now. They're going to tussle with the Blackhawks of Fort Atkinson, who are also winless in conference play, 1-6 on the season. And the Badger crossover. You'll be listening to that right here on 100.5 ESPN. DeForest will be at Sun Prairie West. In the Capital Conference, winless Beloit Turner will take on Lake Mills. Sixth-ranked Columbus, this is in the medium-sized school division, by the way, AP poll, will match up with Lakeside Lutheran. Second-ranked Lodi, undefeated, will clash with New Glarus Monticello. And finally, Walworth Bigfoot, no wins this season for them will collide with the Crusaders of Madison Edgewood. 
in the Eastern Suburban Conference, the Cambridge Cardinals traveling to Marquesan. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I've never heard of that high school before. That's a new one for me. Interesting. And 10th ranked Marshall, 6-1 on this year. will lock horns with Palmyra Eagle, who are 2-5, 1-4 in conference. And finally, Waterloo is going to face off against the Clinton Cougars. And one more conference to go, the Rock Valley, last but certainly not least, as the Whitewater Whippets going to go to McFarland, see what they can do against the Spartans. And with that, that'll do it for me, my half of the pregame show. When we return, we'll send it to Hunter Vaughn and the Dean, Dennis Sem- Semrau in Sun Prairie. I'll see you at halftime, folks. You are listening to Zimraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. <laughs> Last week, the leaves began to change as fall came in. Now the crisp, cool air of fall has arrived. Dennis Sumrau, I'm Hunter Vaughn, here with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. And we've got a Badger crossover game tonight as the Sun Prairie West Wolves host the DeForest Norskis here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. So, Dennis, starting with the visitors, these DeForest Norskis sitting at 3-4 and four on the season. They are 3-2, and two, though, in conference play. And for DeForest, Dennis, you know, they've had – it's really just been an up-and-down season is probably the best way to describe their year. They start out with those three consecutive losses at Wanakee, home against Menominee, and at home against Mount Horeb. But then they turn things around. They get the win at Portage. They also get a home win against Stoughton, a game you and I did. And then that, I wish we would have been there game, that's 70-62. to They ended up losing at Monona Grove. And then a win last week, 56-18. to But this has been an offense that we just can't quite figure out. They, they have these huge 62 scoring outputs, but then these tough games where they're lucky if they can get two touchdowns. Well, they're averaging uh, 30, what is it, 34 points a game overall. Mm-hmm. But they're giving up almost 38. So, I mean, if, if not a betting man, but I take the over whenever <laughs> I got divorced. They're averaging... 49 points a game in their last four games. Sun Prairie West has scored only 31 in those Jeez. in four games. So it tells you the, the kind of disparity tonight. But yeah, you like uh, I like the way DeForest. You know, Max Mitchell last year was an honorable mention uh, wide receiver all conference. Mm-hmm. He has stepped in and done a wonderful job. He's passed for 1,400 yards. He's got 16 touchdown passes. More importantly, he's got seven rushing touchdowns. So he is a du- def- definitely a dual threat. Jalen Carter has uh, really opened things up at running back. And then uh, one of my favorites, Tucker Grundahl, he's got 35 catches as a fullback. And, and uh, he was uh, second-team all-conference uh, tight end, uh, all-conference on defense as well. So they've got some very good playmakers, wide receivers, Nolan Powell, Powell Nolan Powers, Otis Crawford, uh, and then Jackson Accardi. 
six seven tight end. Mm-hmm. He made his his claim to fame was basketball first, but now he's getting D one looks in football. And wow. I guess uh, it, it, there was a chance for he was a North Carolina fan. Duke, I think, has had an offer in there, but he doesn't want to go to Duke. He's a North Carolina fan. I don't know. I, 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 I mean. For a scholarship? <laughs> I don't know. As a Duke fan myself, I would be okay with him going to yeah. <laughs> Duke instead of going to Chapel Hill. Now, you mentioned the big oh, play and, and, and By the way, I was told to mention this. His uncle is Doug Pickert. He's the basketball coach. He's been mm-hmm. at the Forest. He's now the volleyball coach at uh, Beaver Dam, and he's the girls' basketball coach at Cambridge. So there you go, Doug. I mentioned Jackson. <laughs> Hope he has a good game for you. Oh, he's got to get those shout-outs in. You're so well-connected, Dennis. (laughs) We could end up spending the entire night doing that. But on the other side, you know, you mentioned these big play players for DeForest, and that's one of the keys that you and Riley talked about for this Sun Prairie West Wolves, who are 5-2 and two on the year, 3-2 and two in conference play. And their number one key, stop the big plays. But where do the big plays come from then? If you are Sun Prairie, if you got to try and keep up with this high-powered offense. Well, Ian Ackley, we saw him in week one against Madison East. Uh, he, uh, I think we turned a fumble for a touchdown yeah. in that game. He also ra- ran for a touchdown. Uh he can catch the ball. He's an honorable mention all-conference uh, basketball player. We know he's a really good athlete, a uh, good three-sport athlete. Uh, he's a big player. Daniel Wilson Jr. has taken over uh, senior running back. He actually leads the team. He's averaging 5.8 yards a carry. He has started to emerge. He's a state qualifier in track, so we know he's got some good speed. And then um, the guy that... The, I really want to see what happens with him tonight. It's number 24. Uh, it's K.N. Uh, uh, Kapanen. He's had some injury issues. He missed a couple of games. He was a two-way starter at running back and at defense, but can bring him back. He's going to focus more on the defense, but I can see him maybe making an impact if they bring him in for a play or two on offense. A lot of coaches, that you want to go to two platoon, but we're at the mm-hmm. point of the season now where your best players can't leave the field. you got to have them both ways. Maybe they focus on D. Now you're going to pick up the reps a little bit more in offense because, hey, we only got two more weeks in the regular season, and then it's your one-and-done type for playoffs. So now maybe you save your guys for the first month or two. Now it's get them out there and see what they can do. Yeah, and you've really got to toe that line if you're a head coach as the DeForest Norskis come out onto the field. It's the month of October for DeForest here, so DeForest switching over to their uh, breast cancer awareness uniform. So instead of having purple numbers tonight, they're in all-white jerseys and pants, but then they have the breast cancer awareness pink numbers with purple trim and a number of the players wearing purple long sleeves, or excuse me, not purple, pink long sleeves, as well as pink socks for the DeForest Norskis, and the Wolves of Sun Prairie West take the field as well in their powder blue uniforms with white numbers, and then the dark blue pants with a powder blue stripe up the sides. We're about 90 seconds away from the national anthem here at the Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field. And Dennis, I'm going to have you get your first one. I'm only going to give you one more as the Wolves take the field. Oh! 
There it is. Here the howl for the wolves. With of my werewolves of London song. <laughs> I'm sure we can ask Alex Gravatt, our producer back at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios. He'll have that one a little bit later on because when we come back, we're going to be coming back to our open of the broadcast. As this is Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Hunter Vaughn. Alongside me, the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Summerow. When we come back, we're going to have the opening kickoff of Prep Mania right here on ESPN Madison. Win or lose, we're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. That is amazing. Wow. What a game. Oh, my. Unbelievable. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. And the buzzer knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes. He made it. Yes. Reverse layup is good with five seconds left. Put six on my staff. First title in program history. Being an in-state kid, everything that I wanted in school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Camaraderie, be able to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown, led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point at it. At the buzzer! It's gone! Oh, my goodness! Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. That's all anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Hunter Vaughn. Here alongside me is the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau, at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field. And Dennis, we're just a couple of moments away from the opening kickoff. Final thoughts before this game gets started. Well, bringing on the winner of this one uh, qualifies for the playoffs. For That'll be the fourth win, and that's what you like to... Uh, you know, a lot on the line here right at the end. Very crisp night. We've had a little uh, drizzle before, uh, hoping to keep the rain away tonight, but we're on turf, so hopefully that won't be a problem. 
A lot of running. I got a feeling uh, we, we're going to have a natural running clock here. Uh, Sun Prairie likes to run their wing tee, and they're going to they're going to try to keep that DeForest offense off the field as much as possible. And you know, I'm okay with the natural running clock. I would just love to see a whole lot of points here tonight in this one, as it will be the Sun Prairie West Wolves kicking off to the DeForest Norskis. They'll be kicking from left to right on your radio dials again in their powder blue home uniforms with white numbers, dark blue pants, and dark blue helmets to the Norskis of DeForest. And it is an end-over-end kick right down the middle. Morrison has it at his own 5, the 10, 15, 20. Breaks the tackle at the 22. Angles over to his right, 25, 30. He's trying to run away from defenders. 40, midfield, has blockers at the 40. 35, 30, has one man to beat. Stiff arm at the 20, and he's brought down at the 20. A huge return to open things up for Carter Morrison of the DeForest Norskis, taking it all the way down to the 20 of Sun Prairie West. That was a touchdown-saving tackle. Jacob Holland, a senior wide receiver defensive back, the only man to beat, and he just threw him off. Tried with a stiff arm, but just couldn't get past him. But we started on the 7, I believe, where he took the kickoff. That would be a 73-yard kickoff. What did we have last week to open it? We had a touchdown almost two weeks in a row, but not quite. First and 10 at the Sun Prairie 24, DeForest. Max Mitchell is in at quarterback. He'll have trips bunched to his right. Carter, the lone running back directly behind him. Grundle comes into motion from the right side over to the left. Low snap, handoff to Carter to the left side. Carter breaks a tackle at the line and is spun down to the 16. Pickup of four on first down. Get the call's name right away. Ian Ackley with the tackle there. I'm going to be calling his name an awful lot tonight. Yeah, Ian Ackley, the great middle linebacker for this Sun Prairie West defense, the 6'1", 215-pound senior linebacker and running back for Sun Prairie West. Second down and six after the pickup of four. Deuces to the right for Mitchell. Single receiver to the left. Carter to behind him. Powers comes into motion from the left side over to the right. High snap. Carter gets the handoff. Carter is hit at the line and brought down for a pickup of two. Makes it a third down and three, so we'll give him three yards on second down. So a big third down coming up for this defense of Sun Prairie West early on. And that was another tackle by uh, Ackley. Got him from behind, pulled him down. Third down and three. Mitchell will be in the pistol again, receiver to each side of the formation. Now he brings his tight ends into motion from the left side over to the right. Chest high snap, handoff again to Carter up the middle. Carter's met by Ackley. He's only going to pick up two. So an early fourth down, and they'll move it back a yard. So picks up a yard, fourth down and two. Ten minutes to go in the first quarter. The offense of DeForest is going to stay out there. They want to try and get a touchdown. They don't want to settle for a field goal early after that huge kickoff return gave them great field position. Mitchell in the pistol, receiver to each side of the formation. Brings his tight ends into motion again from the right side over to the left. Chin high snap, fires quickly to the right side. He's got a completion to Glenn. Glenn has enough for the first down inside the 10. 
Makes it a first and goal at the nine now. Antonio Jackson there with the tackle. And Mitchell just put two-step drop, drop back, boom. We knew right where we wanted to go. It was an easy hitch route to Glenn, who was split out wide to the right on a first and goal. Deuces to the left. High snap. Mitchell has to knock it down. Now it's on the ground, and he just falls on it. So a high snap. Loses a couple of yards. They'll back up the Norskis back to the 18. Actually, the 17. So second and goal at the 17 now. With nine minutes to go in the first quarter. We had a few of those. I think we had three bad snaps last week in the Sauk Prairie uh, MG game. I'll put you behind the chains awful quick. Second down in goal. That time it was a quick snap. Handoff over to the right to Carter. Carter turns up field inside the 10 and brought down close to where the original line of scrimmage was. They'll give him a few more after that. So it's third and goal at the 7. And I'm going to guess if you go for it on that fourth down on the previous uh, fourth down, this is two-down territory if you're DeForest here with a third and goal at the seven. They picked up ten in that one. Uh, Carter's having a pretty good finisher. He's averaging 5.4 yards a carry, and right now he's the go-to guy. That was his fourth carry of this drive. And Carter goes to the bench, bringing in Kirchberg now at running back. Mitchell's in the gun, receiver to each side of the formation. Chest eye snap, play action. Looking over to the right, he's got a completion. Ooh. Grundahl into the end zone. Touchdown, Norskis. 8-0-1 in the first quarter, and it's a seven-yard touchdown pass from Max Mitchell to his fullback, Tucker Grundahl. Seventh touchdown catch of the year for Grundle, his 36th reception as a fullback. He had no rushes coming in. It was all uh, <laughs> all receptions. The Forest will just attempt the extra point. Should be 26. Ugaldi should be the kicker, and it is. It is. Ugaldi on for the extra point. The snap is down. End over end kick is good. Seven to nothing our score. Eight oh one to go in the first quarter here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Dennis, I gotta tell you about my favorite restaurant in the Madison area, Pasquale's Cantina. You can go there before or after the game. Pasquale's Cantina is the perfect spot for authentic Southwest flavors right here in the Madison area. Whether it's to fulfill your craving for red chilies or their famous chips and fresh guacamole or those blue corn tortilla tacos. Pasquale's is the place to enjoy time with friends and family. Visit one of their locations in Middleton or Verona today or check out the menu and their food online at Pasquale'sCantina.com. Bringing the flavors of the Southwest to the Midwest, Pasquale's Cantina. So 8 one to go, and DeForest is already up 7 to nothing here, Dennis. It was all set up by that huge kick return of 73 yards. Yeah, it was, it was just a 3-minute, 43-second drive, but it was only 20 yards. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about uh, Sun Prairie West coming in, uh, you know, trying to run clock. Well, DeForest took a lot of time off that clock on that drive, and then Grundle with the uh, touchdown reception. And for Max Mitchell, that's uh, touchdown pass number 17 to 
six interceptions. And uh, he's over 1,400 yards on the season. So good start here for the Norskis. Ugaldi's kickoff now, end over end. Wilson gets it at his own 12 up the middle. Now angles over to the left side at the 20. He's hit by a defender and ripped down at the 23. It'll be first and 10 at their own 23 for the Wolves of Sun Prairie West, and they're led by their quarterback, Brady Rhodes, the 6'5", 215-pound senior quarterback. He's got 642 yards through the air on the season, six touchdowns, has turned the ball over four times, but he's also ran it for 88 yards and picked up a touchdown on the ground. And this is going to be a run-heavy offense out of the wing tee for the Wolves as Rhodes will be under center, first and ten, going from left to right. Brings his back into motion, and he's going to hand it off here on first down, trying to get upfield. That's Wilson. Wilson gets to the 25 and is ripped out of bounds and then knocked down while he's out of bounds. No flags fly, though. few of the Sun Prairie fans wanted a flag there, and it was close, but... They don't give it to him a pickup of one after that handoff to Daniel Wilson, Jr., the senior running back. Yeah, Carter Morrison came up from the uh, his cornerback spot to be a part of the gang tackle on that play. Rhodes will be in the pistol on second down and 90 as Wilson flanking him to the right. Handoff to Asaba up the middle. Asaba dances around and then is brought down at the 30. Pickup of four for a third down and four now. Yeah, no Ackley on offense. He started out the year going both ways right now. He's focusing more on defense, but he'll get his reps here tonight. Rhodes in the pistol has two receivers to the left. They'll throw over to the left to Wilson. Wilson trying to cut up field. He's brought down past the first down marker across the 35 at the 36. And that was Kirchberg on the tackle for DeForest. If Kirchberg doesn't make that tackle, I think Wilson's into the end zone. He's going a long way. That's senior running back. He scored a 49-yard touchdown last week in the 14-7 win over Beaver Dam. He's their big play threat. First and 10 at the 36 going left to right. Rhodes in the pistol, claps his hands, hands it off to Wilson to the right side, wanted to cut up field. Now he hesitates, finally turns up and is ripped down at the 40 by a pair of defenders for the Norskis. They're on the stop, the middle linebacker, Owen Vec. And number 15, again, Morrison in on the play. He's going to be making a lot of tackles. Uh, one of the leaders in the state last year with eight interceptions. Uh, not as many this season, but they did not provide any defensive stats. So we're kind of guess, figuring he's got a few. Rhodes to throw on second down. Fires it deep over oh. the middle of the field. Incomplete over the head of Caden Updike. And that's hard to overthrow him at 6'2", the senior wide receiver. Yeah, it split the defenders right there. He had a step. That could have gone a long way. That would have been a 64-yarder. But instead, incomplete. Third down and seven after the incompletion line of scrimmage on their own 39 for Sun Prairie West. Ball spotted on the near hash mark. The offense checking their wristbands to get their play call as they have hand signals and some boards with some different pictures on them on their near sideline. Rhodes in the pistol. 
Rolls out to the left to throw here on third down, and he had three receivers in the area, but it's incomplete as he had pressure coming in his face. Fourth down and seven with 6-11 to go in the first quarter, and the punting unit, it looks like, is going to be coming out for the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. Yeah, Carson Matthew with the quarterback hurry on the play. He was right in the grill there. Uh, no, nowhere to go for Rhodes. He had to throw it a little bit earlier than he wanted to. Rhodes will stay on to be the punter on fourth down. Morrison back to return for DeForest. It's a side-spinning punt from Rhodes that bounces at the 25, takes a Sun Prairie West hop, and is touchdown at the 20. So the DeForest Norskis, they're going to start their drives on both of the 20s to begin. Their first drive, they started at the 20 of Sun Prairie West. This time, they start at their own 20, and instead of only needing to go 20 yards, they're going to have to try and go 80 yards to get another touchdown as they lead 7-0 with six minutes to go in the first quarter. It's a 41-yard punt. Flip the field, and now make the Norskis have to go a long way for that second score. Mitchell in the pistol has a receiver to each side of the formation. Carter is back in at running back. Handoff to Carter to the left, and he is hit at the line of scrimmage and ripped down by a pair of defenders. And guess who, Dennis? Yep. Ian Ackley. Right, of course, right there, along with 56, Corbin Smith, another linebacker. Ian Ackley, 77 tackles coming into tonight, 16 tackles for a loss. Second and 10, no gain on first down for the Norskis. Mitchell in the pistol, waist-high snap, throws quickly to the near side to Glenn. Glenn stiff arms a defender at the 30, and then met by a pair of Wolves at the 32. Gets about 11. They haven't quite, and now they will move the chains for the first down. They were hesitating on that far sideline if they wanted to give the Norskis the first down, but they do. It's first and 10 at the 33. Glenn with an aggressive stiff arm. He did not want to go down easy. First and 10 after that completion to Glenn. Carter to the right side. Spins off of one tackle in the backfield, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. They'll give him a yard, though. Pickup of one on first down, second down and nine now. 5-10 remaining in the first quarter. The Norskis of DeForest leading 7 to nothing here at Sun Prairie. Sun Prairie West, and it is homecoming for the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. And they actually gave him an extra yard, second down and eight. Mitchell in the pistol, two receivers to the left of the formation going from right to left. Sprint out to the right, completion to Grundahl in the right sideline, and he's hit hard out of bounds. Pickup of about four on second down. Now that quick sprint out by Mitchell, and he hits his... He's listed as a fullback, Dennis, but he's really lining up like he's a tight end, H-back. He lines up on the line. He's rarely ever actually in the backfield. Third down and six. Two receivers to each side. Mitchell looking to throw, fires over the middle, and it is in and out of the hands of a defender. That was Nolan Rustler, the sophomore, weak side linebacker, nearly had an interception, but that went through his hands incomplete. Fourth and six. 
410 to go in the first quarter and the punting unit for the Norskis heads out onto the field with Max Aker, the senior punter, back to kick. And there is no one back to return for Sun Prairie West. And it's a low snap. Aker having to try and pick it up. He's chased down by Ackley. It's a fumble on the field, and it is scooped up by the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. 66 looks like came out of the pile. Jackson Johnson, defensive lineman. And Ian Ackley, the one making the play after that dropped snap. Sun Prairie West getting a huge play on special teams. And you said, Dennis, one of their keys to the game for Sun Prairie West is win the field position battle. And it looked a little sketchy at the start of the game, but now they get a huge play on special teams to give themselves great starting field possession. First and 10 at the 25. Rhodes in the pistol, two running backs in his backfield. Wilson comes into the motion, quick slant to the near side, incomplete. Caden Updike, the intended receiver. But there on the coverage, Carter Morrison. And I don't know if that's the defensive back you want to be picking on if you're the Sun Prairie West Wolves. I was going to say uh, Coach Josh O'Connor, head coach, defensive coordinator, got to be proud of his defensive unit. One, uh, forcing a punt, and then being able to capitalize on the fumble and setting up the offense here. Great uh, position to tie this game up. Second down and 10, handoff up the middle to Asibi. Uh, Asaba, excuse me. Yep. Isaac Asaba, the senior running back, uh, picks up about two, third down and eight now. The Wolves trailing the Norskis seven to nothing, 340 remaining in the first quarter. Sun Prairie West looking over to their right sideline or the near side to get their play call from the coaches. Line of scrimmage is at the 24, going from left to right. Rhodes licks his fingers, then claps his hands, gets the chest high snap, play action, rolls out to the right, pump fakes, he's got pressure coming, dancing around, just throws it up the field, and that'll be incomplete. He had a receiver in the area. Ryan Swanson was there diving for the ball, but it went through his hands and bounced off of the turf. It's fourth down and nine now. The offense staying out there, you're in that kind of weird spot if you're Sun Prairie West where... Yeah, they, have a, they have a good field goal kicker, Paul Franks, six of nine on field goals. He had a 43-yarder in the opening game against East. All of his misses have been from 40 yards and out. So, but, but he's going to stay on the sideline. Four receivers set. We have a whistle now. Timeout, time. Sun Prairie West. So the head coach Josh O'Connor saw what the offense or the defense of DeForest went with and decided to change things up. We're going to take a quick 30-second timeout with 3:13 to go here in the first quarter. DeForest leads Sun Prairie West seven to nothing here on ESPN Madison. Fourth down and nine. Rhodes looking to throw. Fires over the middle of the field. Ball is batted in the air and incomplete. Derek Klein, the junior, strong safety for the Norskis, batting that ball away and forces a turnover on downs with 3.09 remaining in the first quarter. A big stop for the defense of DeForest. 
Uh, that hurts for the, for the Wolves. You got great field position, 25. That would have been a 41-yard field goal attempt. Might be pushing it tonight with the uh, wind and the cold weather. So wanted to tie it up, but unfortunately now they got to go back on D. Mitchell on first down, sprint out to his left, looking up the field, wants to throw. Now he's just going to run, gets across the line of scrimmage, and then slides down, and a couple of defenders fell on top of him, though, and some flags fly, and I think they're unfortunately going to get the late hit here. It isn't, it's going to be called that, but it really wasn't a hit, more of a I'm falling forward on top of you as you slid down. But nonetheless, they're going to and move high, the ball the way of DeForest. In high school, you know, it's not the pros where you can slide and get back up if nobody touches you. Here, once you hit the turf, you're down. So, you know, you see the guy go start the slide. Everybody's got to yell fire. Everybody's got to get out of there. Well, and two, it was the quarterback, Max Mitchell, sliding down there and at every level of football from the pros all the way down they protect the quarterbacks. yeah they want to protect the quarterbacks and make sure that they're not getting hit by a big linebacker especially one as big as ian ackley who's there chasing him down after the penalty line of scrimmage at the 42 balls on the near hash mark high snap quick throw over to the right side to grundall grundall across midfield he's at the 40 35 30 drug down from behind inside the 30 all the way down to the 27 of Sun Prairie West. Tucker Grundahl making his presence known on offense. He had the touchdown in early in the first quarter, and now that big reception to move the ball down the field. 31 yards on that completion. The uh, touchdown was for seven. That's his second, uh, it was his third catch. He had a three-yarder on the previous drive. So utilizing him very well in the offense tonight. First and 10 at the 27 now, 2.20 remaining in the first quarter. Trips to the left for Mitchell. He brings Carter into motion. He's going to fire a swing pass to Carter, and it goes through his hands. Incomplete. They had blockers there, did the Norskis, but Carter just couldn't quite get his hands completely Uh, secured around that ball. Took his eyes. I think he was looking to see who's going to come up for the hit. You don't blame him. You're you're kind of out in space there, uh, no man's land, and... You can get popped pretty good. So sometimes, you know, you just got to let it go, I guess. Well, and especially when you're a running back like Carter, you've been hit a number of times by Ian Ackley, and you start th- wondering where he is on every play. The Norskis stay with that three-receiver set. Mitchell quickly up the middle to Grundle. Grundle lowers his shoulder into the safeties inside the 10 and down at the 8. Tucker Grundahl, the fullback, but really is playing tight end. Up the seam, gets the first down. It's a first and goal at the eight. Quickly back to the line are the Norskis. Two receivers to the left. Carter, the running back, gets the handoff up the middle, spinning inside the five, and brought down by Ian Ackley again. He's down at the four of the Wolves. We're inside two minutes to go in the first quarter. DeForest trying to make this a two-touchdown game before the first quarter ends as Mitchell brings the play in from the sideline. Second and goal at the five. Receiver to each side of the formation. Mitchell, chin high snap, hands it off to Carter. Carter to the right side. He's at the goal line and in. Touchdown, Norskis. An eight-yard touchdown run with 128 
to go in the first quarter. Jalen Carter scoring the touchdown for the Norskis. That was a four-yarder. Excuse me, yep, a four-yard yep, yep. touchdown. I looked up at the video board here at yep. Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, and it was still saying the eight-yard yep. line. And he, he's gotten four in the previous yeah. play. Though. They had changed. That's where they changed it a little bit late on us. And I even said the four-yard line, and for whatever reason, <laughs> I just looked up, saw that, and just read it off. Yep. The extra point is up and good. 14 to nothing our score to Forest leading in the first quarter over the Sun Prairie West Wolves. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the kickoff and the remainder here of the first quarter here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Hi, this is Lee, inviting you to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. We got a great happy hour every day of the week from 4 o'clock to 7, and our patio during the summer is open too. If you're getting married, special occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a business meeting, we've got all the accommodations right here at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. You work hard, and sometimes you're not sure what you want to do, where you want to spend your money. I want to encourage you to come into Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and say hello. It'd be a pleasure to meet you. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. 1.28 to go in the first quarter. 14-0 our score. It looked like the Wolves of Sun Prairie West were going to be able to match that early touchdown after they fell on a fumbled snap by the Norskis but couldn't do anything with it, turned it over on downs and then the Norskis of DeForest marched down the field really behind the fullback Tucker Grundahl on a number of big receptions. Six plays, 76 yards, 141 off the clock on that drive. And the kickoff end over end Jackson takes it at his own 12 angles over to the middle of the field he is hit at the 18 and brought down a six yard return for Antonio Jackson the sophomore wide receiver as the rain begins to fall here at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field and Dennis we almost talked about for our video stream that you can watch for free on YouTube we talked about having Primetime Ryan Woolersh, I am outside of the press box tonight as he's running the video, and I think he's pretty glad that we didn't go with that as he shakes his head yes. Instead, he's covered in this beautiful press box here. We've got the heaters on, and we're nice and dry. And the window's open. (laughs) Yes, the window's open still, though. First down and 10, line of scrimmage at the 19. Rhodes gets a chest-high snap. He hands it off over to the left side. And that's Ian Ackley getting his first carry of the game. We've seen him all over the field on defense. And you said the coaching staff, Josh O'Connor, the head coach, and the rest of his coaching staff for Sun Prairie West wanted to try and have him focusing more on that defensive side. But he finally gets going on offense. Well, he started out uh, trending for like 50 tackles. We had tackles in the first three (laughs) plays. So he's a beast on that side of the ball. Rose hands it off on first down to his running back, who maybe picks up a yard. And was that? I believe that was a Saba was on the carry. Saba. Picked up a yeah. yard. So third down and four. 30 seconds to go in the first quarter. DeForest leading 14 to nothing. 
And I think we're going to get maybe one more play here from the Wolves with 20 seconds to go. It's going to be a four-receiver set on third down, two to each side of the formation. DeForest showing blitz. Rhodes, chest-high snap, blitz comes, fires quickly to the far side. He's got up Dyke at the sideline. He's out of bounds across the 30, close to the 35, has enough for the first down. Caden Updike, the senior receiver, moves the chains for the Wolves with seven seconds remaining in the first quarter. Yeah, Updike coming in, averaging 10 yards a catch, 23 catches. His first one of the night. A timely. First and 10, Sun Prairie West. Ball is on their own 35 on the far hash mark. Rhodes in the pistol. Two receivers to each side of the formation. The Saba, the running back, one yard behind him. Rhodes licks his right hand and then oh, wipes it off on his blitz. thigh. Blitz coming, and he is brought down for a huge loss on the play, all the way back to his own 20 as that closes the first quarter of action with a big sack from the DeForest defense. So as the teams switch sides of the field, Actually, there's a conversation happening with the refs, so we're going to keep it right here for a second. They are going to switch sides of the field, so we will take a break. When we come back, we'll have the second quarter here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. When it needs service, you need Zimbrick Honda service. Their customer service is second to none, and you can experience it yourself at two convenient Madison locations on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Honda certified technicians handle it all. You can even get flexible payment options. Fix your car now and pay later. Apply online to see your options in seconds with no hard credit check. Make your service appointment online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Zimbrick Honda Service Center on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Part of the Madison community since 1973. Shop Zimbrick Honda. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Fourteen to zero, our score as we get set for the second quarter here at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field. I'm Hunter Vaughn. Here alongside me is the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Sumrau. That was Kyle Hur, number six senior linebacker with that sack minus nine wow switch behind second and 19 now and they try to quick screen do the wolves on second down that is incomplete wanted to try and get it to ryan swanson the senior wide receiver but there was just a swarm a horde of norskis dennis somehow a horde (laughs) true it sounds like it sounded really good we were, so. t- we were talking earlier about uh, hits and pre- physical presence on the field with Ackley. Mm-hmm. you got to know where he is. Dick Butkus passed away yesterday, 80, longtime Bear. You knew, and he wanted people to know yep. when you got hit, you knew it was Butkus making that hit. That Ackley's got a little bit of Butkus in him. Third and 19, quick pass to Asaba on the right side. He makes one man miss. He's back to the original line of scrimmage, and that hit hard and brought down at the 38. So able to at least get back into about where the original line of scrimmage would, a few yards past it, to make this fourth down a little bit more manageable, but the punting unit will come out for the Wolves as it's a fourth down and seven. Gain of 12 as we're about 30 seconds into the second quarter. 
A high snap. Rhodes able to get this one off, though. Morrison back to return. Ball's going to bounce at the 35, the 30, and out of bounds at the 29 of the DeForest Norskis. And that's where they'll start with the ball as they lead 14 to nothing here in the second quarter. Yeah, Sun Prairie West needs a three and out here. Uh, DeForest has scored on two of their three possessions. Their second possession. Uh, they just lost on a fumble on a punt, but no no harm, no foul in that case. Sun Prairie was not able to capitalize. And they've only scored one touchdown in two previous meetings last year, regular season and playoffs. So I'd like to get on the board here in the second quarter. And there's a little bit of confusion going on here before this first down play for the Norskis. They have players shifting around in the backfield. Now they're ready to go. First and 10 on their own 29 going left to right. Mitchell in the pistol. Brings Grundahl into motion from the left side to the right. High snap. handoff to Carter or to the right. Carter is hit by Ackley at the line of scrimmage and spun down for a pickup of 1 to the 30. Ian Ackley, again, just all over the field. At, at his size, at 6'1", 215 pounds, and how quickly he moves. You know, honestly, Dennis, I think uh, after Trey Poteet of Verona, I think he's Ian Ackley is the best defender that you and I have seen all season. Yeah, we've seen some pretty good ones this year, but uh, he goes sideline to sideline, uh, obviously looking to play football. Uncle is the uh, head coach and AD, oh, Paul Ackley, over at uh, McFarland. Second down and nine. Carter starts to the left and then cuts it back to the right. He's across the 35 and brought down at the 38. He's slow to get up, and he's going to head over to the sideline. The trainers didn't have to come out to help him. He's able to get off on his own power, but Cullen Kirchberg, the junior running back, number 22, will come in so the trainers can take a look at Carter. That was an eight-yard run. Makes it third down and one. Got some good plays in there uh, throughout it, but uh, looking for Grundle here. He's been their big play guy out of the backfield. Mitchell has to jump oh. up for the snap. He'll take it to the right side, being chased, and he's going to be hit at the line of scrimmage. And, of course, it was Ackley there first, the linebacker for Sun Prairie West, before he was followed up by a pack of wolves. Yeah. Oliver Polk was also in there, number three. But, yep, the pack, and uh, good stop. No it's gain. No gain, and the punting unit will come out. It's Fourth down and one, 9.15 to go in the first half. DeForest leads 14 to nothing, but it's a fourth down and one. I'm a little surprised the punting unit's going to come out here. And the punt is away, end over end kick. Fair catch called for at his own 28, as that was Antonio Jackson back to field that punt. 34 yards on that kick, no return. So, Dennis, nine minutes to go in the first half. The Wolves have had some good moments on offense. They just haven't been able to string together consistent good moments. You know, what is, what's the message now as you trail two touchdowns, nine minutes to go in the first half? I still want to stick with their wing tee. I still want to, you know, just can't make mistakes. I mean, uh, so one thing, young team, it's the first year they've been running this particular offense, but we're eight games in. 
Uh, so uh, I'm sure Coach O'Connor's not too happy about the inconsistencies right now. First and 10 at their own 28. Push pass forward up ahead to Wilson to the right side. Wilson cuts up field. He's across the 30 and hit out of bounds at the 32. Carter Morris in the corner on that left side again. with the tackle. Again. <laughs> again. Going to hear two names a lot when we talk about the defenses. For DeForest, it's going to be Carter Morrison. Last year had eight interceptions among the leaders in the entire state. Three of those he took back for touchdowns. And then, of course, Ian Ackley for Sun Prairie West. Pickup of five on first down, second and five. Rhodes hands it off to Ackley. Ackley trying to get upfield to the near side, and he is just run out of bounds, maybe picked up two yards on second down. This has been their quarter. Um, Sun Prairie West has been outscored 56-10 to 10 in the first quarter, but they've outscored opponents 71-26 to 26 in the second. So this is one where you want to get back in this game. I mean, DeForest had the opening kickoff, so Sun Prairie West will get the second half kickoff. You just like to uh, get some points up here before halftime, maybe you know, so you can make that first possession an equalizer. Kapanen comes in at running back for Sun Prairie West. It's a high snap over the head of Rhodes. He just has to slide down. That's going to send him all the way back to the original line of scrimmage, actually even further back than that. Back to the 26. Makes it fourth down and 12, and Rhodes is going to have to punt. Two steps forward, one step backward, and boom, now you got to punt. Dennis, your second key to success for the Sun Prairie West Wolves, limit the mistakes, and so far they really haven't been able to do that with some bad snaps. Bad snaps, another sack in there. Just disrupted another drive before that. Rhodes has pressure in his face as he gets the punt away, bounces at the 49 of DeForest, takes a Wolves hop, and is touchdown at the 41 of DeForest. So some good starting field position after that punt for the DeForest Norskis. And we have to say congratulations to the Monroe football team, who's our September game changer of the month. ESPN Madison and Zimbrick Honda would like to recognize the Monroe football team for their hard work in the community and their donations to Justice for a Cure. We're celebrating the best high school sports stories in the area with game changers of the month. Mitchell's going to hand off to Carter up the middle, and he dances around, picks up about two on first down on that run up the middle to Carter. And Dennis, if you or anybody else listening or watching on our ESPN Madison YouTube video stream knows of a team you'd like to have recognized by ESPN Madison, nominate them at ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. That's ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. Second down and eight after the pickup of two. Quick screen to the near side to Powers. Powers tries to break a tackle. He's spun down, apparently stayed on his feet. I thought his knee went down, but he was able to pick up an extra three or four yards spinning away from a tackle was Nolan Powers, the senior wide receiver. Good second effort on the play there. And now that makes manageable third down. Third and three. 
Third down and three for the Norskis. Hey, the award, award for Monroe. They've won five in a row since an 0-2 start. Third and three, Mitchell in the pistol, receiver to each side of the formation, handoff oh. to Carter. He's got nice. running room up the middle, has enough for the first down, and is stopped at the Sun Prairie West 48. So a new set of downs for the Norskis of DeForest. Nolan Rustler with the tackle in that play. His parents, uh, presidents of the Touchdown Club here in town, so very big boosters. You're so well-connected, Dennis, to know all of these. It, it always amazes me how many you just know, oh, that family, they do this uh, and that. He's also a member of the Leadership Council. Carter gets the handoff on first down. Knee gets to the 45, pickup of three on first down for Carter. We've seen a heavy dose of Jalen Carter, the senior running back, for DeForest. He went down with an injury. We weren't sure if we were going to see him, but he came back out on the very next drive here, and now he heads to the bench. So Kirchberg comes in, second down and seven. Kirchberg into motion to the right. Pump fakes to Kirchberg. Fires deep down the field. Oh. He's got a man open. Powers at the five, diving down, and they'll mark him down at the four-yard line. A huge play to the senior wide receiver, Nolan Powers, and it's a first and goal at the four for the Norskis. Not quite in stride. It was a little too far. He had to go dive for that one. Otherwise, that would have been a that would have been six. After the big play to Nolan Powers from Max Mitchell. So first it's goal first and goal at the four. 5.15 remaining in the first half. DeForest trying to make it a three-score lead, leading 14-0 on Sun Prairie West. Another big pass play, 41 yards on that completion, the longest one of the, uh, the longest play other than the kickoff return tonight. Powers, the single receiver to the right. Glenn, lone receiver to the left. Mitchell in the pistol, yeah. hands off to Carter up the oh. middle. He's hit at the line of scrimmage, spun down. And they'll mark him down at uh, the two pickup of two on first and goal. It ran into Corbin Smith, number 56, 230-pound linebacker. And it was like hitting a brick wall, <laughs> but still bounced and uh, was able to pick up a couple yards. Second and goal now. One receiver to the right in Glenn. Nobody over to the left. Carter again gets the handoff. He's met in the backfield, tries to get away from the defenders. He can't, though, and loses yards on the play. All the way back to the six. Loss of four after that handoff to Carter. Is that 24, I think, was in there, Kapanen? Uh, the, or was it 26? I, I'm pretty sure there was about six defenders. Yeah. Dennis, so I'm going to be honest. I have no clue who was there on uh, the stop for Sun Prairie West. Ibrahim Conte, I know number five, got him. Then there's another hit from the backside. Sun Prairie defense hanging tough here. Glenn, the receiver, split out wide to the left. Powers slot left. Mitchell in the pistol on third and goal from the six. Mitchell looks to throw to the left. Dancing around, rolls to his left, still looking, fires back of the end zone. It's incomplete. He wanted his tight end, Jackson Accardi, but that pass was over his head, and 
that's tough to do for a six seven tight end but somehow max mitchell was able to throw it over his head incomplete 330 to go in the first half and we have a fourth and goal at the six and it looks like the field goal unit for deforest will come out onto the field yeah first time we've called cardi's name tonight he's got 18 catches big play receiver averaging 19 yards a catch but not able to hook up there so we're ball marked at the six should be a 23-yard attempt. Yep, and that's where the holder for the Norskis will set up. Ugaldi on for the field goal. He's one for one on the year on field goal attempts. Ball is down. End over end kick stays to no the right. Good. No good on the field goal attempt for Kyle Ugaldi from 23 yards out. So we stay at 14 to 0 our score here in the first quarter with 325 to go. And Sun Prairie West, they're getting some breaks here. It's only a two touchdown game, but they've got to try and get a touchdown here before the end of the half with 325 to go, trailing 14 to nothing. Yeah, defense is hanging in there. I mean, you had that big kickoff return which set up the first touchdown for DeForest, but then a fumble Recovery, now a goal line stand here. Offense has got to put something on the board. Rhodes in the pistol, has a receiver to his left, hands it off up the middle to his six-foot senior running back, Isaac Asaba. And he's able to get up to the 26, pickup of six on first down for Asaba. Second down and four now. Line of scrimmage at the 26. Ball spotted close to the left hash mark. Going from right to left are the Sun Prairie West Wolves. Lone receiver to the right now. Rhodes in the pistol. Fakes the handoff and then gives it off to Asaba up the middle again. He faked it to his running back that was coming into motion from the right side to the left. And that'll be enough for a first down for the Wolves. So we're down to 2.40 now to go in the first half. Ian oh, yeah. Ackley <laughs> checks in. Here Dennis, I'll give you another one. Go ahead. Here the, here the Wolves. No, no, but okay, only gotta, big plays? We're, we're saving it for a big one. Okay. We'll save the Howells for a big play. Rhodes in the pistol. Four receivers looking to throw. Wants the wheel route to Asaba. Oh. He gets over the top of his defender for the completion. It's going to be a pickup of seven. That was a great catch from Isaac Asaba, the senior running back, picking up seven. We're inside two minutes now. Quickly back to the line is the offense for Sun Prairie West. Rhodes in the pistol. He's got his heels on his own 35. Rhodes looking to throw. Rolls to his right. Pressure coming. Throws it deep down the field. He's got his man Swanson on the sideline. And he slides out of bounds across midfield at the 48. Ryan Swanson, the 6'3", senior wide receiver, runs a perfect corner route and gets the first down and out of bounds for the Wolves. And I'll actually say his knee went down inbounds. So the clock keeps running now as the chains are set. A minute 30 to go in the first half. Rhodes in the pistol, two receivers to each side. He wants to throw again. Rhodes looking, pressure coming, jumps up and tries to throw it while he's in the air. And it's incomplete, but there's a flag for a late hit on the quarterback. So I think we're going to have another first down 
for the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. Yeah, nice, nice attempt at the jump pass there, but falls incomplete. But we'll see what happens. It is a and roughing is the passer. That personal foul, roughing the passer. So we'll move the ball up 15 yards. The official marking off the yardage of the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. This is probably the most positive plays we've seen them string together in this first half offensively. As after the penalty, they have a first and 10 at the 33 of DeForest, trailing 14 to nothing. A minute 23 to go in the first half. Rhodes again out of the pistol. He's got two receivers to his left, a running back directly behind him, chest hot snap, looks to throw deep down the field for Updike. Updike has it at the five, stumbles down. They'll mark him down, actually moving it back to the six, but it's a first and goal, Wolves. Parker Regala with a tackle there, kept him out of the end zone, but first and goal, the best drive of the game here for the Wolves. The sticks are set, so we're down to a minute to go in the first half for Rhodes and the Sun Prairie West offense. The rain continues to fall here at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field. Now we have some whistles, and it looks like this will be a timeout for Sun Prairie West. So that's their second timeout with 56 seconds to go here in the first half. We're going to keep it right here in the GRB Academy is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be a part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. Following the timeout, 56 seconds to go. Again, Sun Prairie West trails the forest 14 to nothing. We have 56 seconds remaining in the first half. Now the officials having a conversation with Sun Prairie West's head coach, Josh O'Connor, and he's looking up to the scoreboard now because they're still showing that there's two timeouts remaining for the Wolves. So I think there's just a conversation making sure that everybody's on the same page with how many timeouts there are remaining for each team. DeForest hasn't used one of theirs. And now the referee and one of the other officials going over to the DeForest sideline on the far side trying to talk to the coaching staff over there once things are set and figured out it'll be first and goal at the six and they are now as sun prairie west has one timeout to go Rhodes in the pistol one receiver to his left that's updike wilson comes into motion handoff up the middle to asaba and he maybe gets a yard so that gets the clock moving second and goal they'll say no gain so it stays at the six for the Wolves. So we're down to 56 seconds to go. Rhodes in the pistol, one receiver to his right. He's looking to throw, rolls out to the right. He's got pressure coming, throws it with a man on his back. It's incomplete. 
It was Tucker Grundahl there. Wanted to try, was trying to get the sack, but couldn't pull down the 6'5", 215-pound senior quarterback. Third down and goal now, 43 seconds to go. Dennis, is this two-down territory if you're Sun Prairie West? Yeah, I think so. They've got a field goal kickers. Uh, what's he made so far here? Paul, Paul Franks, Franks, he's 6 of nine. 9. Yeah, but you know, you want to get some points on the board. I guess it depends if... They think they've got a play that uh, can get them what they need. Otherwise, take the three, and I mean, you get the ball to start the second half. Unsurprisingly, Dennis, I love touchdowns. I don't want to see field goals, yep. so I'd like to see them try and go for it. Rhodes in the pistol, one receiver to his right. Asaba, the handoff up the middle, oh. moving the pile, keeps his legs moving, but they'll mark him oh, down gosh. at the half-yard line. 30 seconds now as the clock keeps moving. Fourth and goal at the one. You got a timeout to use here? The offense is going to stay out there. They do have a timeout to use, and head coach Josh O'Connor hasn't used it yet. We're down to 18 seconds, 16 seconds. The offense still hasn't gotten to the ball. 12, 11, 10. And no now delay, they'll use yeah. the timeout with eight seconds left. So I was very confused at I first. they were going to have a delay a game here. That's why they had to call the penalty. Well, and Josh O'Connor, this was – I think a brilliant move on his part. Run the clock down to eight seconds because you know either you're turning the ball over on downs or you're getting a touchdown. So why not run the clock down, make this the last play of the half? That's exactly what he did to call his final timeout. So Sun Prairie West has no timeouts now remaining as we are just not not having the clock, the play clock on the field. Yeah. We don't know how close they were to getting a delay a game penalty. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to run it down, but you got to be very careful if you don't have that uh, time figured out. So eight seconds to go in the first half. We have a fourth and goal at the one. Sun Prairie West trying to cut this down to a one-score game going into the locker room at half. The senior quarterback Brady Rhodes looking to try and maybe get his seventh passing touchdown of the season on this fourth and goal. He'll be in the pistol. He has one receiver to his right. That's Updike, wide right. Rhodes in the pistol. Chin eye snap. Hands off up the middle. Ian Ackley lowers his shoulder into the end zone. Touchdown, Wolves, with four seconds to go in the first half. Oh, there it goes. And that's a big enough play for the Dean to howl. Ian Ackley scores his second touchdown of the season. Big play, and Rhodes was right behind him with his hand in his back, kind of directing him. Like He was almost uh, like right the here. tush push. push just, there you go. Not like he needs any help at all. No. But, uh, but why not get an extra 215 pounds behind your 215-pound <laughs> running back? Paul Franks on for the extra point, and that is through the uprights and good. 14-7, our score. Sun Prairie West makes it a one-touchdown game as we are close to the end of the first half of action here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. So, Dennis, we kept talking about it in this first half. Sun Prairie West not stringing together positive plays. They're finally able to do it, 
and they get seven on the board and make this a one-score game. 11 plays, 80 yards and 321, left four seconds to go there. But very, very good job. And one of the keys on this was Isaac Asaba, a six foot, 190-pound senior who wasn't playing much until Coppinen went out. And uh, you talk about the next man in, he's done a great job. Uh, he had 44 rushes and four receptions, but tonight he is the number one running back for them. Paul Franks gets the ball set for the kickoff. As it's Morrison and Rogala back to return for DeForest with four seconds to go. And they're setting up almost expecting a squib kick, and that's what it is. But the ball rolls out of bounds. That was a – do you want to call it a heads-up play from the special teams unit or dangerous for DeForest to not try and touch that ball? Because <laughs> yeah. it was a hard-kicked ball from Franks, but it went straight out of bounds. You're hoping somebody touches it so then the clock can just expire. But now – DeForest is going to get a chance for one play. And why De- not? DeForest does have the big play ability. We talked about it before the game. I mean, they had scored 62 points in a 70-62 to loss at Monona Grove just back on September 22nd. But after this kick going out of bounds now, they're going to have a first and 10 at the 36. Excuse me, the 35. The marker on the far side of the field was at the 36. They had to move it back a yard. Mitchell in the pistol, receiver to each side. Knee-high snap, looking to throw, fires it deep down the field. The power's on the far side, but it's over his head, incomplete. The clock reads triple zeros as we close the first half of action. 14-7, our score at the half. The DeForest Norskis leading the Sun Prairie West Wolves as it is Sun Prairie West's homecoming tonight. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you're going to hear some scores from around the area from our studio anchor, Riley Yauk, and then that'll give Dennis Sumrall some time to tabulate some first-half stats. But, Dennis, just some quick thoughts on overall this first half. Huge drive there at the end of the first half for uh, Sun Prairie. Their defense has come up with a couple big plays, a fumble recovery, and then a, a big uh, big goal line stand. And uh, then offense able to take advantage of it. You know, you had that uh, goal line stand with a missed field goal. Mm-hmm. It could have been a three-score game here, but Sun Prairie West back, backs against the wall. Now you come out in the second half. You got the uh, you know, kickoff. Maybe you can tie it up here, and then it's a ball game. 14 to 7 our score at the half. DeForest leading Sun Prairie West. Like I said, when we come back after a quick break, Riley Yauk with scores from around the area at the half. As you are listening to and watching Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Welcome back. To Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. My name is Riley Yauk here in the Everlight Solar Studios back in Madison. And without further ado, let's head around the area. Check in on some other 
notable games. As starting in the Big Eight, unfortunately, it's been a little bit of a struggle to uh, find some of these. I'm missing five right now of the games I listed at the start. So no update for you on Janesville Parker at Madison East. Again, I will do my darndest to fix that for you by the end, but no update for you on that one. Madison LaFollette getting absolutely shellacked right now by Madison Memorial, Val Phillips Memorial, to be more precise. Uh, Memorial's up 49 to nothing at halftime in that one. Middleton, not quite as much success, but still shutting out the Madison West Regents. They're up 16 to nothing at halftime. And finally, the eighth-ranked Verona Wildcats up 14 to seven at Monterey Stadium over Janesville Craig. Moving on to the Badger Large, Oregon. The Panthers looking like they're upset hungry. Up seven to nothing over the Golden Beavers of Beaver Dam. You can listen to that on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam or watch it on YouTube. And the Panthers currently outgaining the Beavers 222 to 37. Craziness out in Beaver Dam. And number four ranked Wanakee is uh, having their way with my Milton Redhawks right now as I sit here. Kind of sad in my Milton Redhawks baseball jersey. They're up 35 to nothing. Also, at halftime, they scored 21 points in the second quarter. A game I missed. I didn't mention this at the top of the broadcast, but yesterday, the Badger Large had a game. Sun Prairie East, the Cardinals, defeated the Watertown Gossens by a score of 49-20. to In the Badgers small, no update for you on Monona Grove Portage, which is a little surprising. Usually, I can find the Monona Grove games fairly easy, but nothing doing there. Number 10 ranked Mount Hora Barneveld up 14-7 over the Stoughton Vikings. Currently looking like they're going to be the ones to keep their name. Stoughton might have to change it if it stays looking like this. Sauk Prairie up 21-7 over the Blackhawks of Fort Atkinson. That game is approaching halftime, not quite there yet. And the game you're listening to right here, Badger Crossover, DeForest up 14-7 over the Sun Prairie West Wolves, who scored just before halftime to trim the deficit to a touchdown. And before we continue, let me just tell you about my friends over at GRB Academy, as it is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be a part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot rate room. Goodness. Personal lessons are available all year round with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. Now, let's move on to the Capital Conference. Unfortunately, no update for you on the LCATs of Lake Mills over the Trojans of Beloit Turner. Uh, If I had to throw a guess out there, I'd say Lake Mills probably winning over the winless Trojans, but hey, I don't know. (laughs) Moving on, the sixth-ranked Columbus Cardinals up actually losing to Lakeside Lutheran, 14-7 they trail at halftime. And Lodi, the other-ranked team in the Capital Conference, undefeated on the year, not struggling whatsoever with New Glarus Monticello. They are dominating 34-0, running clock coming out of the half in that one. And last and kind of least, as I have no update for you on Madison Edgewood, playing host to Walworth Bigfoot. Moving on to the Eastern Suburban Conference. Only one update for you in this one, as I cannot find Cambridge at Marcusan. 
I believe that's how it's pronounced. Shout out Jesse Nelson for sending me the correct pronunciation. If I'm wrong again, feel free to correct me. Number 10, Marshall. Nothing doing uh, against Palmyra Eagle. No update for you there. I apologize. And finally, Waterloo. The Pirates up 18-7 over the Clinton Cougars at halftime. Even though Clinton has over 200 yards of rushing, not much to show for it in that one. And finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, the McFarland Spartans throwing up a goose egg against the Whitewater Whippets. They're up 20-0. to That one was approaching halftime just a minute or so ago. If I had to guess, it would be at half now. So with that, that will do it for me for your area update. Hopefully, you learned a little something, and now you are more informed. You are listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. When we return, it'll be back to the Dean Dennis Semrau and Hunter Vaughn in Sun Prairie. Once again, you are listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. This is former Wisconsin linebacker Chris Orr. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, WTLX, Monona, Madison, a good karma brand's radio station on Wisconsin. Hey everyone, Molly Brown from ESPN Madison here for the best Southwestern food in the Madison area. It's always Pasquale's Cantina for me and my family. Whether I'm enjoying my favorite taco salad, their awesome chips and guac, or one of their famous burritos, Pasquale's is the best for authentic Southwestern fare. Visit one of their locations in Verona or Middleton today, or check out their menu and order online at Pasquale'sCantina.com. Bringing the flavors of the Southwest to the Midwest. Pasquale's Cantina. Fourteen to seven, our score at the half. The DeForest Norskis leading the Sun Prairie West Wolves. I'm Hunter Vaughn here with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. And Dennis, we just heard Riley Yauk going over some of the area scores back at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios. And I hate to do this to Riley, but I gotta call out his effort here. He mentioned the Edgewood Crusaders. They're hosting Bigfoot right now over at Bree Stevens Field. For those of you who aren't familiar with downtown Madison and that Isthmus area, Bree Stevens Field is literally across the street from our studios. He could walk over there and find out the score. I'm a little disappointed in your effort, Riley. So we'd like to have a final score from that one, considering it is quite literally just a walk across the street. And I know East Wash is a busy street in Madison, but I think you'll be able to handle it to get us a score on that game. But here in Sun Prairie, DeForest leads 14-7 to at the half on Sun Prairie West. And we saw a really great drive to end that first half from Sun Prairie West, but DeForest has really been the one to have a lot of the big plays so far. Yeah, Grundle, uh, four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. He ended up with a 31-yarder and a 19-yarder in the first half, a couple biggies. And then you, you look at uh, uh, offensively, uh, pretty close until, well, it wasn't until our last drive. Sun Prairie West now has 105 yards of offense, but 70 of them were in that last drive. They had, a, they had some penalties, and they had a couple of uh, bad snaps that uh, gave them some negative yardage. Uh, but uh, no no outstanding individual performances, just kind of a, a good slugfest back and forth, a good Badger conference game. We were joking, and we just had the uh, coaches clinic for the basketball coaches up 
in uh, the Dells and was joking with a couple coaches about that 70-62 to 62 game mm-hmm. that the football team's probably going to outscore the basketball teams because yeah. first team to 50, they, they, it's such a physical game. Well, that's what we're getting tonight. And uh, actually, Sun Prairie West last week won a 14-7 to 7 game. Yep. So they've been pretty efficient uh, in, in some of those lower-scoring games. I expect for DeForest to make a couple of adjustments, try to break it open here. But uh, this is the closest. Well, it was what nine nothing. They were, West was down in one game last last year, and then uh, that thirty-eight to nothing win that DeForest broke it open in the fourth quarter. But um, right now, uh, Sun Prairie West gets the second half kickoff. These first four minutes are important if they can score yep. and get a stop. Um, the old saying is. Uh, Watch out for the underdog. You let him hang around long enough, he's going to bite you in the butt. And right now, the, the Wolves are the underdogs, especially after how they got outscored last year in those two games. Yeah, again, those two games last year, first they met back in October, 38 to nothing. DeForest took down Sun Prairie West. And then level one of the playoffs, 53 to 6, DeForest winning over Sun Prairie West. It's 14 to 7 here at the half for us on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicles that match your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at zimbrickhonda.com. Come. Think about it. That one touchdown the Sun Prairie West has got, that's one more point mm-hmm. than they scored last year mm-hmm. in the two games. So, yeah. Huh. Well, um, and that's got to be a great feeling for this program. You know, in case you're maybe not from the Madison area or you don't follow high school football very closely, Sun Prairie itself used to just be the Sun Prairie Cardinals. It was one of the biggest schools in the state. They realized Sun Prairie was c- still growing. So they split the sit the schools in half, and we went east and west. East stayed the Cardinals, west now the Wolves. This is only the second year in the program, and Josh O'Connor, in his second year, he's at ten and seven as a coach. They're five and two right now on this season. So he's done a great job, which isn't always easy if you're going to all of a sudden be a brand new school and you've got to take guys who maybe weren't getting a lot of playing time. You're putting in a different system than what East had always run. So it's been a great job for this program. Yeah, and except for Wanakee and Sun Prairie East, West yep. has been competitive with every team on their schedule. Ugaldi kicking off for DeForest from left to right. Wilson lets the ball go through his hands and into the end zone for a touchback. And DeForest, that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Make Sun Prairie West have to go 80 yards, which they just did. Can they duplicate it here on their first drive of the second half? And especially you don't want to let Daniel Wilson get the ball into his hands. Last week, he had six carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown in that 14-7 win over Beaver Dam. 49 of those came on one touchdown run. Brady Rhodes in the pistol, three receivers to his left. Single running back directly behind him. Handoff up the middle to Asaba, dances around and picks up two on first down. Second down and eight now. We're going to see a lot more of Isaac Asaba going up the middle. As Again, we talked about it in the first half. That senior running back, Ian Ackley, not getting as much playing time offensively just because of how great he's been at linebacker. 
they want to try and keep him fresh on defense to try and slow down this DeForest offense. Second down and eight after the carry by Asaba. Rhodes again in the pistol. Two receivers to his left, two receivers to his right. He looks back at Asaba. Now gets the chest high snap. Quick screen to the near side to Wilson. Wilson turns up and he dances around. Has nowhere to go. Loses a yard on second down to make it third and nine. Now Wilson came in as the one of the leading uh, rushers and receivers on the team out of the backfield, but uh, not a lot of action tonight. He might be banged up a little bit, and also Asaba's step forward had a couple of nice carries too. After the completion, it's third down and eight, so they'll say no gain on that quick pass to Daniel Wilson Jr. They'll stay with a four-receiver set, two to each side of the formation for Rhodes. Rhodes looks to his right, throws quickly, and it's underthrown, incomplete. Wanted to get it to Ian Ackley, but it was at his feet. Fourth down and eight with 10.31 to go. We have a whistle as a player is down on the field for Sun Prairie West. So the trainers will go out to take a look at him with 10.31 to go in the third quarter DeForest leading 14 to 7 and this is Embraer Honda's presentation of Prep Mania also brought to you by UW Credit Union for every stage of life UW Credit Union is here for every you proudly serving Wisconsin for over 90 years pop in or hop online at uwcu.org to join UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area's student athletes make sure to listen every week to hear who the student athlete of the week is. As the trainers look after the injured player down on the field again, 14 to seven, our score here in the third quarter. We're gonna take a quick break while the trainers look after the injured player. 14 to seven, our score again here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Coming with the Wisconsin Badgers at Camp Randall Stadium. Now is your chance to be there when the Badgers take the field on October 7th against Rutgers. With multiple sold-out games this season, it's time to act fast and lock in your spot for game day. For more information and to purchase your Wisconsin football tickets, visit uwbadgers.com or call 1-800-GO-BADGERS. That's uwbadgers.com or call 1-800-GO-BADGERS. Tired of power outages disrupting your life? Make them a thing of the past by getting a Generac Home Standby Generator from Adams Generators. Adams Generators is the largest and number one rated Generac dealer in Wisconsin. With 24-7 emergency support, our factory trained technicians are standing by to assist you. Visit adamspower.com generators to make sure your power always stays on. That's adamspower.com generators. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. The injured player was helped off the field for Sun Prairie West. They punted on fourth down. The ball hit at the 50 and rolls to near the 40. Touchdown at the 42 of DeForest. That's where they'll start with the ball to begin their second half. So DeForest Norski's leading by 7, 14-7, able to get a stop on defense, and now they start with great field position. Yeah, 36 yards on that punt. 
not quite able to flip the field here. First and ten. Mitchell hands off to Carter. Carter wanted to go up the middle. He's hit in the backfield, able to get away from the defender and get forward for a pickup of a yard on first down. Both teams playing strong defense against the run tonight. A lot of bodies, a lot of helmets on the ball. And uh, we haven't seen any really big runs uh, from the run. It's been through the air tonight. After the gain of one, second down and nine at the 43, going left to right, ball is in between the two hash marks. Mitchell gets the chest high snap, fires the Powers across the middle. Powers is hit at the 50 and brought down by a trio of Wolves, but we have a flag. Well, I've been pretty lucky tonight on the penalty flags, but yeah, here especially we go. compared to last week oh. with our Sock Prairie Monona Grove. When in doubt, blow a whistle. That was the philosophy, I think, last week. Well, the penalty is going to go against the DeForest Norskis. Got a legal block there. I think so. I think the receiver got into one of the defenders as they tried oh, to get nope. oh, call, uh, a legal procedure, procedure penalty. See, and that's what I get for trying to assume what the officials are going to do, Dennis. Every single time I do it, every <laughs> single time, I'm wrong. I need to just be patient, just slow down, you're not wait a, for them to give the call, and then I can say what happened. You're not a betting man, are you? Well, I am a big fan of prize picks, so it isn't oh, just okay. straight-up betting. It's the over-under for player props. I am a big fan of that, but no especially considering it's not legal in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> 9.20 to go in the third quarter, 14-7 DeForest up. After the penalty, it's second and 14. Chest high snap to Mitchell, looking to his left. He's going to fire deep down the field. Oh. He's got Grundle at the 40, 35-30, and pulled down out of bounds at the 27. Tucker Grundle. Showing up again here in the second half. He had a big first half, scoring one of the touchdowns. It was the first score of the game, and then had a number of great completions to set up that four-yard touchdown run late in the first quarter. And he's back at it again as we're inside nine minutes to go. Ball spotted at the 29. 34 yards on that catch. Two receivers to the right, handoff to the right to Carter. Carter just bouncing off of tackles, keeps following his blockers, and he gets inside the 25 at the 24. Pickup of five on first down, second down and five now after the run by Jalen Carter. Yeah, Grundle now five catches for 94 yards, going to surpass 100 probably with his next one, and then come right back to the run game with a nice runoff tackle here for uh, Jalen. Second and five for Mitchell. Chest high snap. Looks to the right. Quick throw to Glenn. Glenn hit right away inside the 20. Looks like they'll spot him at the 19. It's going to be close to a first down. They will give DeForest first down yardage. Chain's taking a little bit of time on that far sideline to get moving, as the official was saying. Oh, go ahead. It's a first down. Get moving. First and 10 at the 19 of the Wolves as DeForest goes from left to right. 
Glenn, single receiver, split out wide to the left. Powers wide to the right. Mitchell in the pistol. Knee-high snap. Play action. Rolls to his left. Fires on the run. He has a Cardi at the 10. A Cardi stiff arm at the 6. Brought down at the 4. First and goal. Norskis. Jackson Accardi gets his first reception of the game. Inside eight minutes to go in the third quarter. DeForest trying to make this a 21-7 game. And that's a big one. 14 yards. And a first and goal. We'll mark him down at the five. First and goal at the five for the Norskis. Two receivers to each side of the formation. They're tight to the formation. High snap to Mitchell. Mitchell takes it to his left. Cuts up field. He's hit at the goal line, and he is in. Touchdown, Norskis. 7.28 to go in the third quarter. And it's a five-yard touchdown run. For the senior senior quarterback, Max Mitchell, his second touchdown run of the season. Oh, high snap when he landed. He looked to his left wide open there. By the time uh, they filled, uh, he was inside the one and powered his way into the end zone. Big, big play. Three and out and a touchdown right away for DeForest. So immediately taking charge here in the second half. That was some great blocking by Anthony Glenn, the receiver to that left side, able to seal Seal off off. the left edge. The extra point is through the uprights and good. 21-7 hour score after the five-yard touchdown run from the quarterback, Max Mitchell. DeForest leads 21-7 with 7.28 to go in the third quarter. We'll take a 30-second timeout. You're listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. There is a huge WIAC football matchup this Saturday in Whitewater. Be there as the UW-Whitewater Warhawks host UW-Lacrosse at Perkins Stadium. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. and it is the annual Family Fest game with activities on campus beforehand. Get tickets now at uwwsports.com or day of while tickets last. Experience national championship level college football that won't cost you hundreds of dollars this Saturday when the Warhawks welcome the Eagles at 1 p.m. Warhawk football powered by tradition. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Twenty-one to seven. Now our score after the five-yard run from quarterback Max Mitchell. Six plays, fifty-nine yards, two fifty-two. Time of the drive, and right away a defensive stop, and then punch one in. And uh, Norsky's obviously saying. Uh, you might have got that touchdown on us, but yeah. <laughs> we know you're there. You go the kickoff, high end over end. Wilson at his own six up the middle. Wilson has blockers. Wilson, he's across the 25, 30, 40. Stiff arm at the 45, midfield, 45, 40, and oh. out of bounds at the 37. So a big return from the track star, Daniel Wilson Jr., to get into DeForest territory. 24, Carter Giese with that stop there. That was a touchdown. Uh, Connor Giese, rather. That was a touchdown-saving tackle. Just got him so when he stepped out of bounds. Mm-hmm. He had one more step there, and I think he was going to outrun the defense. So Sun Prairie West trying to answer that touchdown drive that DeForest just had to keep this a one-score game with 7-18 remaining in the third quarter. The Wolves of Sun Prairie West going from right to left on your radio dials. Brady Rhodes in the pistol, single receiver to his left. 
Wilson comes into motion. Ackley gets the handoff coming over to the left. Ackley cuts up field, and he is brought down by his ankles at the 34. Let's see he's a battering ram there. Just get him the ball and puts his head down. He gets at, uh, those feet moving, and he has a load to bring down. Wolves quickly back up to the line, and then they check their wristbands on their left arms to get the play. Two receivers to each side of the formation for Rhodes. Rhodes looking to pass, fires quickly to the near side. Wilson at the 30, and he is spun down right there at the 30 by Carter Morrison as well as Cullen Kirchberg. Yeah, Sun Prairie was that 57-yard kickoff return ignited this offense here for the Wolves. Third down and two after the completion. Rhodes again, hands it off to Ackley to the left side. Ackley inside the 25, has enough for the first down, brought down at the 23. Pickup of six, and it's a first and 10 Wolves. Wolves going quickly again on offense. They'll take a couple of steps over to the near sideline to get the play, and then they go right back into the formation. Rhodes in the pistol, two receivers to each side of the formation. Holds his hands up in front of his chest, gets the chest high snap. Fires quickly to Ackley on the right. Ackley trying to break a tackle. He does. Ackley dancing around 20, 15, 10. Brought down from behind inside the 10 and out of bounds is Ian Ackley. So he kept saying that they were keeping Ackley off the field early, but now we've seen two big plays from the star, Ian Ackley. Got to get your studs out there, and uh, obviously you can see the the, uh, energy he brings to this team. Kickoff return did get him going, but uh, he is getting the tough yards here between the tackles and now coming out of the backfield. A nice catch, first and goal. At the 8 with 5.55 to go in the third quarter. Rhodes throwing pressure in his face across the middle. Incomplete. Had about four receivers he could have thrown it to there. And it went over the head of all of them. And incomplete. 5.50 now on the clock. After that incompletion, it's second and goal at the 8. Ball spotted on the far right hash mark. So Rhodes has his play. He brings the offense back up to the line. Updike will be split out wide to the left with Wilson's slot left. Two receivers to the right of the formation for Rhodes. Rhodes, quick pass to the near side. He's got Wilson at the four. Wilson Uh splits the defenders and takes it in. Touchdown, Sun Prairie West. That was a little icky shuffle back in the uh, Cincinnati Bengal days. A little stutter step. Boom, right between the defenders. Beautiful catch and run. This was the Daniel Wilson drive. He had the big kickoff return and a couple of great receptions to get into the end zone with 5.45 now left in the third quarter. Frank's extra point is good. 21-14 to now. Sun Prairie West trails by seven with 5.45 remaining in the third quarter here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Also brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, who has a balanced approach to help you guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape. Throughout your family's financial planning journey, they will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goal with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and 
strengthening the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline, it's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. So the Wolves of Sun Prairie West able to answer the touchdown from DeForest and keep this a one-touchdown game, Dennis. Yeah, 93 seconds to go, six points, 37 yards. And you mentioned it was uh, Ackley had uh, one, two, two carries and a reception, and then Wilson, the kickoff return, and two receptions, the final one for the touchdown. So nice little backfield there. Asaba was getting some tough yards early, and now you got the battering ram, and then the fleet of foot. Wilson, nice combination out there. It's a thunder and lightning combo for the Wolves that get them into the end zone. Frank's line drive kick. And that's scooped up by Rogala. Rogala at his own 10 and then brought down hard at the 22. Isaac Saba with the huge hit on the kick coverage. Uh, Making... um, (laughs) making him pay for some of the hits he took as, yeah. a, as a ball carrier <laughs> when you're on defense. Boom, that, that brought the hammer. That brought, brought the hammer. You know, I know a lot of players are going to say, oh, if I'm playing both ways, I don't really think about that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah. I really think they do. And now we have a whistle and an official pointing up to the sky over this left end zone, trying to look and bend over to see – what is going on above us? I didn't see any lightning. No, there's not. A, nobody's got a any kind of a machine. No. There is a drone up a above drone. us. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The so they had to drone, ask yeah. the drone to move further back. back. First and 10 at their own 23 for DeForest. Now that the drone is out of the way. Carter handoff up the middle. Across the 25, brought down by a trio of defenders at the 27. We have ourselves a ball game here. This is a nice way to start out. We had a three and out, now back-to-back touchdowns. Now the Norskis, let's see, punch, counter punch, come back with another one. As they try to do that after a three-yard carry from Jalen Carter on first down, second and seven, line of scrimmage at the 26. Mitchell in the pistol, deuces to his right, no receivers to the left. Looking to pass to his left. He's going to fire it deep down the field. He has Glenn open. Glenn diving incomplete through his hands. Just a little too far out in front of Anthony Glenn, or that would have been six. He had about four steps on the nearest defender. Uh, Third time tonight they've had somebody wide open running free but not able to hook up there. Is that something, if you're this offense, you just keep trying to take these deep shots given that these receivers have just been blowing past the secondary, even though Mitchell hasn't been quite able to connect on every one of them? Yeah, you've got the skilled players out there, so and the confidence of the quarterback. Mitchell, play action, pressure coming. He wanted to throw, has to pull it down, and he's spun down for a sack. A pair of wolves bring him down. It's fourth down. Johnson, 66, and I believe that was Aiden Riddle, 21 on the sack. But 66, Johnson, had him by the jersey. He almost body slammed Mm -hmm. him. He was not getting out of of the grasp. It's fourth and 15 now. The Wolves, again, not putting anybody back to return. It's Aker, 
A high spiraling kick bounces at the 46, takes a DeForest roll, and is touched down at the DeForest 49. So they aren't able to flip field position. And Dennis, I'm going to bring them up again. Those canopy wealth management keys to success. Number three for the Sun Prairie West Wolves win field position, and they just did it right there as they start with a first and 10 at the 49. Yeah, that sack was big, minus eight. Not for the sack. The ball's probably going to start in uh, Sun Prairie West territory. Instead, in Forest, 49 yards away. Um, if, they, if they don't pull this one out, uh, Coach O'Connor's going to be thinking about that first turnover where they yeah. have the ball in the 25, got no points out of that possession. Weren't even able to get into the red zone on that series. But here, a lot of confidence with that first touchdown drive of the second half and see if the Wolves can uh, pull even on this drive. And start first and 10 at the DeForest 49, going from right to left. Pitch to Coppinen to the right. Coppinen turns upfield, 45, close to the 40. It's going to be a pickup of about eight on first down for Keon Coppinen, the 5'8", 170-pound senior running back. And he actually stepped out a little further back than I thought. He's out at the 42. He was injured against uh, Wanakee and ended up missing the Beaver Dam game last week. But back in the lineup, it's three rushing touchdowns. Handoff to Ackley to the left. Ackley has running room, and he's brought down by his ankles at the 35. A touchdown-saving tackle, but there is a flag. We've not had a holding penalty tonight, by the way. Well, I think that's what we're getting right here, and it is. First one. I mean, I'm going to give you that one, Dennis, but the flag did come from behind the play about 99% of the time. I didn't didn't see it. I (laughs) I was just thinking, (laughs) wow, we haven't had a holding penalty. Uh I look up, and then Uh, here it is. You're just trying to look like you're you're smarter than me. I get it. No, 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 I'm just saying, how did we have last week? (laughs) That's, I, oh, what did we stop counting at? 15 well, we legs? Had, MG had 15 penalties by yeah. themselves last week. Uh, we had over 20 in that game. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking anything other than okay. I'm thinking of last uh, week okay. to this week. That It's been a relatively clean game, it has. if you like. Inside four minutes to go in the third quarter, DeForest leads 21-14. After the penalty, it's second and 13 on their own 48. Rhodes wants to throw. Pressure coming. Has to just throw it away. He was still inside the pocket. Didn't have a defender anywhere close. And the flag does come out for uh, intentional, intentional grounding. grounding. Yep, here it is. Loss of down and a penalty. And again, uh, the other key for Sun Prairie West, limit the mistakes. When they've limited the mistakes, they drive right down the field, get themselves touchdowns. But when they have had some of these penalties and mistakes... It has not gone well for them, as it so far on this drive has not. They started at the DeForest 49, and the line of scrimmage is now going to be back at, as we watch the sticks move back, it will be back at the 43, their own 43, for a third down and 18. Rhodes will be in the pistol. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Coppin in the running back directly behind him. Rhodes looks to the left, and it's intercepted. Kirchberg gets the interception. He's across midfield and brought down at the 45. 
A huge play on defense for the defensive back, Cullen Kirchberg, to get the turnover for the Norskis. Pick that off on the 43, so a return of 10 yards on that play. Our first uh, interception tonight, either team. And that's the fifth interception on the season for Sun Prairie West quarterback Brady Rhodes. Now DeForest with a chance to make this a two-score game again. Uh, 3.38 remaining in the third quarter, up 21-14. to 14. Mitchell in the pistol, trips to his left, hands it off to Carter to the right. Carter at the 40 and is tripped up and brought down close to the first down marker inside the 40. It needed to get to the 37. And it looks like they'll give him a pickup of nine on first down, second and one now after the nine-yard carry from Jalen Carter. Anyway, they just put uh, Grant Johns uh, 32 up on the scoreboard. Mitchell in the gun, chin high snap, gives it to Carter again oh. to the right. There's a flag coming in from behind the play. Carter spun down and brought down hard by Jackson Johnson, the junior defensive end, but... I think this is going to back up DeForest as the first flag came from behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, another hold. And it is a holding penalty against the Norskis. This is just as we talk about how it's been a clean game, Dennis. Now we start to see those flags come out. <laughs> Grind to a halt. The holding penalty backs it up to a second down and 11. Line of scrimmage at the 48 now. They need to get to the 37 for a first down. Four receivers set for Mitchell. Two receivers to each side, tight to the formation. Waist high snap. Mitchell wants to throw. Rolls to his left to buy time. Has Johnson coming. Throws, and it's incomplete off the hands of Anthony Glenn. Would have been a, about a 20-yard gain if Glenn had been able to get both hands on that ball but he couldn't so it's incomplete and third and 11 now yeah running free in the secondary scramble to the left tough throw to make off that front foot there third and 11 244 to go in the third quarter again DeForest leads 21 14 fans are howling trying to get the defense uh, fired up and here we go the student section chanting defense this is Sun Prairie West looking to not have any points go on the board following that interception and get a stop here. Third and 11. A big third down for Sun Prairie West. Mitchell in the pistol, brings Powers into motion, play action, throws quickly to Glenn. Glenn trying to get upfield. He's inside the 35, still moving, and now they'll blow the play dead as his forward progress stops at the 42. It's fourth down, pickup of six on the play. Fourth down and five. The offense is going to stay out there as they are into Sun Prairie West territory. The Norskis going from left to right. With 2.11 to go, the clock starts to run now. Fourth down and five. Line of scrimmage, or the first down marker, excuse me, at the 37. Four receiver set, chest high snap. Fires quickly to Grundle. Grundle has the first down, stiff arm at the 30, and he spun down at the 29. When the Norskis need a big play, you know who they're going to go to. It's go. their fullback, Tucker Grundle. Grundle, over 100 yards receiving now in the night. 
And you said his next catch would get him over 100 yards as he was at 95. Yeah, the uh, scoreboard's employing for the fans. Waving the howl towels. You know, wave the towels and howl mm-hmm. at the same time. And a few fans we could hear. First and 10, line of scrimmage at the 30. Ball on the far hash mark, a high snap. Mitchell able to pull it in. Mitchell looking to throw to the left, and that's batted away. He wanted his man, Anthony Glenn, but there on the coverage, breaking that pass up for the Sun Prairie West Wolves was number six, Antonio Jackson, the sophomore DB. He has six broken up passes coming into tonight, making it number seven now for the sophomore corner. Second and 10 after the incompletion, a minute 26 remaining in the third quarter. Mitchell in the gun, two receivers to his right. Now he brings a running back into motion. That's Kirchberg. Kirchberg dropping the screen and has to fall on it all the way back to the 39. Loses nine on the play. It's third down and 19 now. So technically it's a lateral behind him. So loss of nine. So third down and 19, Dennis, you know, you asked me if I was somebody that bet a lot. If I was going to, I'm going to guess you're going to look to Tucker Grundle here on third and 19. I'd say pretty good odds. Where is he? He is in the slot to the left as it's a four-receiver set, two receivers to each side. Mitchell, and it'll be a quarterback draw up the middle, goes over to his right now, and he is hit at the 32. I think that was just a field position play on third and 19. I'm trying to get back to the line, original line of scrimmage. So the clock is running. We're down to 20 seconds to go in the third quarter. Fourth and 13 after a pickup of six for Max Mitchell. The clock is still running. It's going to run it out here. Yep, 10 seconds to go in the quarter, and the offense will just let this run down. They'll switch sides of the field before this fourth down play for the Norskis. After three quarters of action, 21-14, DeForest leads the Sun Prairie West Wolves. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, the final quarter of action here from Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field right here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Twelve minutes to go in the game. The Sun Prairie West Wolves trailing 21 to 14 here at their homecoming. Here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, I'm Hunter Vaughn, here with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Summerow. It's fourth down and 12 for DeForest. They're going from right to left. Line of scrimmage is on the 32. They need to get to the 20. Mitchell looking to throw, lobs it up to the right side, and that's out of bounds. Incomplete turnover on downs. The Wolves able to get a big stop to start the fourth quarter as they trail by seven, Dennis. Back-to-back on the uh, punt, and now a turnover on down. So the interception ends up not costing the Wolves other than a time uh, about four minutes off the clock where they didn't have the ball. So now we're going to start out on the 32. Still one touchdown to tie. 
The Wolves of Sun Prairie West. They're huddled up on the near sideline. Getting some direction from their coaches before they check their armbands and come out on offense. I'm gonna I'm gonna jinx this right now and say we haven't had an overtime game this year, so you know, Dennis, I have a 9 a.m. start for ESPN Wisconsin so, College so, game well, day. Well, i, I got to be at the press box, too, tomorrow. Okay. So. Play action on first down. Rhodes rolling out to the near side, fires oh. it deep down the field for Ackley, and he can't hang on to it. Oh. He nearly had the reception on the coverage. Cullen Kirchberg, who had an interception in the third quarter, able to break up that pass. Second and 10 now as they tried to hit Ian Ackley on the wheel route. Smart play. He's turned around, falling backwards, got his hand out to try mm -hmm. to get a little separation with the defensive back, and then just not able to be able to get both hands. I mean, if he was in, in his footing, you can catch that. He was slamming, you know, slapping himself mm -hmm. in the helmet, but that was a tough play to make. Following the incompletion, second and 10 at their own 32. Rhodes in the pistol, three receivers to his left. Pitch to the left to Asaba, and he's spun around. And the defender helping him out, spinning him up the field. Picks up about three on second down. Following that carry from Asaba, it's 11.35 remaining in the game. Again, DeForest leads 21 to 14. It's third down and eight after the pickup of two. Two receivers to each side of the formation as Rhodes straddles the 30. Rhodes firing over the middle of the field. He's got a completion to Ackley. Ackley across the 45 has enough for the first down. All of a sudden the ball spills out, but they'll say that Ian Ackley was down. He has the first down after that completion on third and eight, and we've got a fan running across the field, and nobody really cares as it's to the left end zone, and he just runs straight across and out the stadium so i don't really know what that was about but okay the play continues first and 10 balls at the 47 chin high snap Rhodes wants to throw Rhodes pressure coming and he's able to throw it away i think they're gonna say that there was a player in the vicinity they're pointing at daniel wilson so no intentional grounding for Rhodes. It was a 13-yard completion of the previous play to uh, Ackley. Again, big players make big plays in big games. So you're going to be seeing him around the ball a lot, and now he's not going to be leaving the field, most likely the rest of the game. He is out there, and he'll be slot left with no receivers to the right. And Rhodes uh -huh. firing. He wanted to try and hit Asaba on a wheel route on that left side. It was too far over his head. Incomplete. Third and 10 with 11.06 to go in the game. That was, a time, that was a time he played. Two-step, yeah. drop back, and boom, fired. But just a little high on the, on the throw. And Asaba couldn't quite get up the field in time as he was trying to You have to get out wide first on that wheel route for the running back before he can get upfield and just wasn't able to get out there quickly enough. And we got no. a timeout timeout. This is the first timeout used by the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. They have two more. 21-14 to 14 is our score. 
DeForest leading the Wolves of Sun Prairie West here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And after the game, stick around for the Stoughton Trailers final haul. And since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. On behalf of Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the participants in today's game. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. And this is a big opportunity for the Sun Prairie West Wolves. As they have a third down and 10, trailing by 7 with 11.06 to go in the game. You mentioned stolen trailers here. Uh, big game for Stoughton tonight with uh, Monhor Barneveld. They need one win to get to the playoffs as well. On third down, it's a pitch to the near side for Asaba. Asaba cuts upfield at the 50, and he's brought down inside the 45, close to a first down. Looks like it's going to be a pickup of nine, though, on third down to bring up a fourth down and one. Jacob Hoyer, great pursuit from the other side of the field on that play. Fourth down and one. Offense is going to stay out there. Again, Brady Rhodes, 6'5", 215. Wouldn't be surprised if he keeps it. He's got Ackley flanking him to the right, Asaba directly behind him. Ackley's going to get the handoff up the middle, and he has enough for the first down. But we have a flag on the play. We'll see what that call is. But first, we have to break 10 seconds for an ID. 10 for an ID on ESPN Madison. Hey, this is Eric Name of The Athletic. You're listening to Madison's Home of the Bucks, 100.5 ESPN, WTLX Monona, Madison, a good karma brand's radio station. Home of the Bucks. It is. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, the NBA season starting up, the Bucks getting Dame time. And this penalty is going to go against. What do you think, world championship or bust? I. I mean, you trade for Damian Lillard, I would think you so. You better go for it. <laughs> it looks like there's a sideline warning. We haven't gotten the official signal yet. Okay, what kind of, hey, I was thinking, what penalty haven't we had tonight? Let's see. <laughs> oh, so let's go with the sideline warning. Nope, uh, it, they are backing up. So they are backing up five yards. Sun Prairie West. So it's a five-yard penalty. It's fourth and six. Offense stays out. Now they'll have a four-receiver set, two to each side of the formation for Rhodes. Rhodes gets an EI snap, throws quickly over the middle, oh. and that's incomplete behind his intended receiver, Daniel Wilson. It's a turnover on downs. So the Sun Prairie West Wolves, that penalty really hurting them as, again, they have the first down with that handoff to Ackley, but then the penalty backing them up, and they can't convert on fourth down. It's a turnover on downs. Oh, that's a crusher. Now you turn the ball over at midfield here for the Norskis. First and 10 at their own 49 for the DeForest Norskis, leading 21-7. to So the senior Max Mitchell, the quarterback, is in the pistol, receiver to each side. He has Carter to his left. It's going to be a keeper for Mitchell to the left. Tries to get upfield, can't. 
and he steps out of bounds after a gain of one at the 50. Yeah, ran a man in motion, and the um, defender for that area switched to the other side, and Mitchell took off right away. Design play. After the keeper for Mitchell, second and nine. Again, ball's on the 50-yard line on the near hash mark going from right to left. Here's where time becomes the enemy of Sun Prairie West. DeForest just needs to grind it out here. Mitchell in the pistol. Play action. Has pressure coming. Pump fakes. Fires to Grundle on a screen in the flat. Grundle gets upfield, maybe back to the original line of scrimmage, and they'll actually give him a yard as he fell forward. Third and eight after another one-yard gain. This time to Tucker Grundle, the senior fullback. Once again, Ackley in the play, and Ben Bowie, number 54 as well. Prevented that from being a huge play. Third down and eight, 9.45 to go in the game. DeForest leads 21-14. Mitchell in the pistol, two receivers to each side. Mitchell looks to throw, looking to the right side, through the hands of Powers, incomplete. No, that was Otis Crawford, excuse me. So incomplete, it's a fourth down now, and the punting unit comes out. So the defense for Sun Prairie West doing their job. The offense just can't quite get anything going now in this fourth quarter as they did have a touchdown towards the back half of the third quarter that got them to this one-score game but haven't been able to get anything going. That was with 545 left in the third. And again, the Wolves not going to put anybody back on coverage as it's fourth down and eight. So Akers punt, high, spiraling kick, bounces at the 21, takes a Norski's hop inside the 15, keeps on rolling to the 12. So, Dennis, are you surprised we haven't seen Wilson back on any of these returns? I mean, if he's back there, calls for a fair catch, you've got first and 10 at your 20. Instead, you're losing eight yards if you're the Wolves they, they must. They see something on uh, for punt block. They've had the punt block on the last couple of times, just not able to get there quick enough. I think they were trying to create a turnover there. But again, with a big play guy like Wilson, I guess it's a strategy, something they saw on film this week, and that ends up being now. Now you flip the field. Now it's 88 yards to go to to tie this one up. With 9:23 to go in the fourth, trailing by seven are the Wolves. Rhodes, speed option, he'll keep it, turn up field, 30, or excuse me, 15 to the 20, close to the first down. They'll give him an 11-yard gain on the carry. First and 10 for the Wolves. After the run from Brady Rhodes, has a first and 10 at the 23. Balls in between both of the hash marks. Going left to right are the Wolves in their light blue jerseys with the dark blue pants. Rhodes brings a running back in motion. Quick slant to Updike to the right. He's across the 30 and stopped at the 32. Gain of nine on first down. So the offense starting to get something going. They had an 11-yard run and then a nine-yard completion, second and one now. Yeah, last two drives, they've had a penalty. The first one was a holding penalty, then the interception. The last one, it was the, uh, we assume, a sideline penalty. 
which uh, took them out of that fourth and one, and then they turned it over on downs. Maybe third time's the charm here. Second down and one. Rhodes in the pistol. He's got two running backs in the backfield. Handoff up the middle to Haney. Haney has enough for the first down and stumbles down to the 43. Gain of five on that second down carry. New set of downs. Ball's at the 38. Rhodes again staying in the pistol. He'll have two receivers to each side as he straddles the 34. Looks to pass, has to step up in the pocket, rolls to his left, pressure coming, and he's brought down for a sack on the play. Number 45, Owen Vec, the sophomore middle linebacker, saw Rhodes taking off to try and run and just shot in there to get the sack. Uh, loss of four, so second and 14. Clock is running. We're down to 7.15 to go in the game. DeForest up 21-7. to The Norskis have led the entire game. They had a 14-0 lead after the first quarter before Sun Prairie West was able to answer with four seconds left. An Ian Ackley one-yard touchdown run to make it 14-7 in the going into the half. Handoff on second down and long. Able to pick up just a couple. Now DeForest is saying that there's a fumble and that they recovered it, but the official is blowing the play dead after a pickup of two for Isaac Asaba. Makes it third and 12, a pickup of two. Line of scrimmage at the 36. First down marker is the 48. Yeah, we're awful dangerous now to uh, having a punt and DeForest being able to run the clock out here in the end of the game. Third down and 12. Rhodes, waist-high snap, pump fakes, fires deep down the field. Wanted Ackley, but it was well over his head. Ackley started up the sideline and then turned into we, the middle of the field, and we, we have a flag I, in the backfield. And while we wait for this call... Roughing, rough, no. It looks like it was a... Uh, block below the knees from Asaba that they're calling here. So the penalties declined because it makes it fourth down. And while Sun Prairie West gets set here, I have to apologize to Riley Yauk. I looked up that Edgewood Bigfoot game and everywhere I saw it was being played at Bree Stevens Field. It's he ran not. across the street. There's nobody there. That's right, because Bigfoot forfeited. And Edgewood rather Dennis, than have you a game heard me tonight. give Riley Yauk a hard time on air and you said I, nothing? No, I didn't realize it was Bigfoot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I apologize, Riley. There, Of course there wouldn't be anybody when there's no game happening. Morris calls for a fair catch on the punt, and it'll be a first and 10 at their own 28. I am so sorry, Riley. That was on the schedule, <laughs> and it wasn't marked. The schedule I had, it wasn't marked as a forfeit. Ah. But it was uh, Bigfoot's forfeited. We, we talked the last couple of days, a number of teams around the state yeah. have forfeited games, and that was one of them. So, so, yep. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Riley. Riley, that you had to run across East Wash tonight to go and look. <laughs> it 
There's nobody there. First and 10 at the 35 for DeForest now following the punt. Carter on the handoff to the left, spins away from one defender. He gets across the 45 and is brought down at the 42. Pickup of seven, actually eight, second down and eight now after the carry from Carter. Second and eight, Mitchell in the pistol. Two receivers to his right, single receiver to the left. Fakes the handoff to Carter, looks to throw. Screen to Grundahl to the near side. Grundahl's stiff arm at the 45, and he's brought down right there close to a first down. I think this is going to depend on the spot, but they'll give them the first down, so it is the 46 as DeForest goes right to left with 5.20 remaining in the game. The DeForest Norskis up on the Sun Prairie West Wolves here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Yeah, Wolves with uh, two timeouts remaining. DeForest all three. And I don't see DeForest using any of them at all. Just keep this clock running. And now they got to take time on each play. Mitchell hands off on first down to Carter to the right. Carter breaking a few tackles. He's across midfield and stopped at the 48. A gain of six on first down for Jalen Carter. Carter hasn't had a big run, but he's just had a lot of those four, five, six-yard carries that really set up DeForest well on from first down going into second down as they have a second and four with 4.30 to go. Up seven. Three receivers to the right of Mitchell. Mitchell hands it off to Carter to the left side now. Carter breaking tackles. He's inside the 40 and down at the 39. It's a first down, but we have a couple of flags on the play, and it's a hold against the Norskis, so that would explain why he had so much running room to the left. <laughs> Well, it still takes time off the clock. It does as the clock will. I'm going to mark this at the. The line of scrimmage 42. was at the 48 yep, onto true. the Sun Prairie West side of the 50. And now the line of scrimmage goes back to the DeForest side, back to their own 42. Second and 14 now following that holding penalty against the Norskis. Mitchell in the pistol, brings Powers into motion from the left over to the right, and then fires quickly to Glenn. Again, that quick hitch to Glenn. He's able to pick up about seven. Now third down and six inside four minutes to go. The Sun Prairie West players on the sideline and the coaches signaling to the fans to try and make some noise here on a third down and six. 3.35 to go in the game, 21-14. DeForest up, of four receivers, two to each side for Mitchell, who straddles the 45. Mitchell drops back to pass, pump fakes, fires to the near side to Grundle, but he is stopped in the backfield. No gain, they'll lose two yards. Fourth down and eight coming up after that completion and a loss of two. Sun Prairie West and timeout number two. Timeout for the Wolves of Sun Prairie West with 3.20 to go in the game. We're going to take a timeout along with them as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison.
The GRB Rays have established themselves as one of the top baseball programs in the Midwest and the country. GRB is hosting its annual Top Prospect Camp on Saturday, October 7th. Position players, pitchers, and catchers can showcase their skills for over 40 college coaches scheduled to attend. Registration is open to all players in the 2024-27 to graduating years, and spots are available on a first-come, first-served basis. Sign up today at grbacademy.com. That's grbacademy.com. Raise baseball. Raise your game. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Fourth down and eight with 320 to go. DeForest is back to punt. Nobody back to return again for the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. Nearly a high punt. Acker able to get it off, bouncing at the 35 and rolls inside the 30 down to the 29 of Sun Prairie West. 310 to go. Trailing by seven with one timeout for the Sun Prairie West Wolves. Pump block definitely was on, so credit Norski's uh, offensive line for being able to keep uh, Wolves out of the backfield there and got the punt off. Not a big one, but still you're going to have to go 71 yards here to tie this one up. 71 yards to go, 310 on the clock. 21-14. Sun Prairie West has not led in this game, and the only time it's been tied was when it was 0-0. First and 10 at the 29 going from left to right. Rhodes, pitch, Ackley looking to throw, and he throws it back to Rhodes, who catches it in the backfield, but then it falls out of his hands. They'll say he caught it and is down at the 24. A loss of five on that trick play. The defense of Sun or excuse me, of DeForest was not fooled at all. And the clock is running. We're inside 245. Ackley got it. He immediately somebody in his grill. So he had to get rid of it maybe sooner than he wanted. Um, Rhodes was not anywhere in the clear. He wasn't able to get downfield far enough. Second and 14, Rhodes pitches it to the near side to Asaba. Asaba cuts up field and is stopped back at the original line of scrimmage of the 29. Third down and 10. Obviously, I think this is going to be two down territory if you're the Wolves of Sun Prairie West, so I'm going to guess here third and 10. You're just trying to make this a fourth and manageable. We're down to two minutes to go, one timeout remaining, the Wolves trailing by seven. Two receivers to each side. Rhodes fires quickly, and it's at the feet of his intended receiver, Wilson. Fourth and ten now. And there is a flag on the play. Two minutes exactly left now, but Wolves are going to get pushed back here. All right, make the call. Yeah, there's conversation happening with the officials at the original uh, line of scrimmage and an illegal procedure. So Forrest will decline it, so they'd rather have the down than the yards. Let's make it fourth and ten. Exactly two minutes to go. DeForest leading 21-14. Rhodes is going to be in the pistol. He's going to have three receivers to his left. Asaba, a yard behind him as he straddles his own 25. Pressure coming. He's trying to throw it away, and he can't 
get a completion. It's incomplete turnover on downs. Huge play from this defense of DeForest, getting pressure into Rhodes' face as soon as that ball was snapped. Carson Manthe with the blitz and uh, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide legitimately, and then uh, attempted to make a pass there off to the uh, to his right, and uh, was uh, Swanson was at his feet. He had no chance on it. And now Norskis uh, just need to run clock. Uh, one timeout remaining for the Wolves. So the Norskis have trips bunch to the left, going from right to left. Line of scrimmage at the 29. Grundle comes into motion from the left side to the right, and there is a flag. We've got an offsides on the Wolves of Sun Prairie West. So the penalty moves it ahead five yards, first and five, a minute 55 remaining in the game. DeForest leading 21-14, Sun Prairie West only has one timeout remaining. We'll again go with the trips bunch to the left before they bring Grundle into motion from the left to the right. It's a handoff to Carter, oh. and he's met in the backfield. Loses four yards on the play. And, of course, Ian Ackley, one of the defenders there on the stop, along with Corbin Smith, the junior linebacker, loss of four, second and nine, a minute 47 to go in the game. Sun Prairie West uses their last time out as it's second down and nine. So, Dennis, with it being second and nine following that loss, if you're DeForest, do you think about running like a screen or something to get the ball in the air? And you got to try and at least get a first down here to ice this game away. Yeah, I think. I don't know if you want to put the ball in the air and have an incompletion stop the clock here either. Uh, you can run two plays and run, run maybe a half a minute off the clock. I don't want to try. I don't think you want to try a field goal in this position either, uh, especially because kickers only attempted uh, with well, two for the year. I was watching Ugaldi during halftime, and at least when he was, they were going from left to right. He was hitting them from forty-six, so a few more Possible. yards in there, right about into that range mm -hmm. for a forty-six yarder for Ugaldi. But it's second down and nine, a minute forty-nine to go. Mitchell in the pistol, gives to Carter to the left. Carter inside the 25 and brought down at the 23. So the clock will run now after that carry from Carter. Pickup of five, third down and four. We're inside a minute 30 with the clock running. Norski's huddling up on the Wolfhead logo at the 35. They now break the huddle for a third down and four. A minute 15 on the clock. Norski's lead by seven. Mitchell in the pistol. Receiver to each side of the formation. Carter a yard behind him. It's another, it'll be a keeper, excuse me, to Mitchell. Mitchell inside the 20. Breaks the tackle. 10, 5, touchdown, Norski's. Max Mitchell with the great fake and the touchdown. With 57 seconds to go, 
Max Mitchell puts the game on ice. 23-yard scamper, his second touchdown run of the uh, second half here. And uh, that gives him nine on the season. You see how dangerous he is with his feet. Once he got out to the outside there, just outraced the defense for the uh, pylon. Ugoli on to attempt the extra point, make it 28-14. to Low snap, but it is set up. Ugaldi's kick is good. 28-14. to DeForest now leads by two scores on the Sun Prairie West Wolves after that 23-yard touchdown run from Max Mitchell. Before or after the game, Pasquale's Cantina is the perfect spot for authentic Southwest flavors right here in the Madison area. Whether it's to fuel your craving for red chile, their famous chips and fresh guacamole, or those blue corn tortilla tacos, Pasquale's is the place to enjoy time with friends and family visit one of their locations in middleton or verona today or check out the menu and their food online at pasquelscantina.com bringing the flavors of the southwest to the midwest pasquel's cantina that's the dagger there now some prairie west is going to have to score twice here in the final minute with uh no timeouts remaining So Sun Prairie West, they haven't shown an ability to really get huge chunk plays. We've seen a few eight, nine-yard gains, but with this wing T offense, this is where you can really struggle when you're down and you need to get big chunk plays to try and get back into the game. Ugaldi will be kicking off for DeForest from right to left. He's got the ball right on the X at the 40. High end over end kick. Wilson at his own five in the middle of the field. Angles to the left, now cuts back up the middle. He's across the 25 and spun down at the 28 on the far hash mark. 51 seconds now left on the clock as the Wolves trail by two scores, 28 to 14, and they have no timeouts left. Well, coaches aren't necessarily in for moral victories, but when you were outscored the year before by uh, 91 to 6, and this was basically a one-touchdown game here the second half, outstanding improvement for the Wolves. They're not afraid of anybody. Well, maybe one at key right yeah, now. But everybody is. Dump off to Asaba in the flat to the near side. He dances ahead down to the 35. Gain of six. Clock is running inside 40 seconds. Wolves quickly getting back up to the line, looking at their wristbands on their arms for the play signal from the coaches on the near yeah. sideline. 25 seconds now. Too much time. Rhodes in the pistol. Brings a man into motion, fakes the pitch, rolls out, fires. He's got an open man, Swanson at the 45. Tries to get up ahead, but he's brought down at the 47. 12 seconds to go. The clock does stop until the chains are Offense moving quickly, trying to get back into formation before the chains are set and the clock runs. 10 seconds now. 
eight seconds. Rhodes looking for one final heave, throws it deep down the left sideline, and that's incomplete. And the clock reads triple zeros. 28-14, our final score. The DeForest Norskis getting the road victory over the Sun Prairie West Wolves on Sun Prairie West's homecoming night. So Sun Prairie West moves to 5-3 and three overall. They're 3-3 three and three on the season. Need to try and get that fourth win on the road at Oregon next week to guarantee a spot in the playoffs. DeForest moves to 500 at 4-4, four and four, and they're now 4-2 and two in conference play with their final game of the season on the road at a, an explosive Sauk Prairie team. So 28-14, our score, our final score of the night. The DeForest Norskis coming away with the victory on the road over the Sun Prairie West Wolves. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game with the Dean, Dennis Sumrau. You're listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Josie's on a vacation the DeForest Norskis getting that all-important fourth conference victory tonight to move to 4-2 and two in conference play uh, with a 28-14 win over the Sun Prairie West Wolves here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And also, along with the congratulations to DeForest, congratulations to the Monroe football team, who is our September Game Changer of the Month. ESPN Madison and Zimbrick Honda would like to recognize the Monroe football team for their hard work in the community and their donations to Justice for a Cure. We're celebrating the best high school sports stories in the area with Game Changers of the Month. If you know of a team you'd like to recognize by ESPN Madison, nominate them at ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. That's ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. So, Dennis, it's now time for the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game. Let's start with the winners tonight and the road team, the DeForest Norskis. Yeah, double-checking here on my stats, 209. Yeah, you look at the, the big numbers, um, Max Mitchell, a 17-30 touchdown pass, just over 200 yards passing, the two touchdown runs, one to open up the second half and then one to, to ice it. And uh, Grundle, who's going to be a future UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, nine catches, 112 yards, and a score. So a pretty good night for... So the yeah, fullback so, slash and, and and they were able to move the ball. Carter uh, had had a number of carries. They were able to move the ball with Carter. Uh, Mitchell lost a few on some sacks, but uh, he got the two big runs, including the twenty-three yarder to ice it. Uh, for uh, Sun Prairie West in the second half, they got a, a punt and then a touchdown, and then their last four possessions: interception, over on downs, punt, over on downs. So just not able to get that equalizer. They had their opportunities tonight. A couple of Red zone uh, misses, uh, but after being outscored, like we said earlier, uh, 91-6 to in two matchups last year, these teams could meet again in the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. That could be a different story. Last year it was 38 nothing, and then 53-6. to Well, you look and say two-touchdown game. The, uh, 
the Wolves are in it right down to the end to that last uh, touchdown drive, which ended with 50 seconds to, 57 seconds to go. So DeForest could not breathe tonight. <laughs> but yeah. they clinched now 4-2 and two in the conference. They clinch a playoff berth for the uh, Wolves. They're going to close it up with Oregon, who was off to uh, a good start tonight, but Oregon had not won a conference game coming into uh, tonight. Uh, so uh, Wolves got a pretty good shot, I think, of, of getting their fourth uh, conference win next week. But, again, you never know. The Panthers will just be playing off the string. They're, mm-hmm. they're done after next week. So uh, they've got nothing to lose for their seniors. And uh, I'm trying to see if that is a senior night. Yeah, it is at Oregon, so it'll be senior night. So I'm sure the Panthers will be pumped up under Coach Kissling. Again, 28-14, our final score. DeForest taking down the Sun Prairie West Wolves as this was your Stoughton Trailers final haul and since 1962 Stoughton Trailers has been a family owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration innovation and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production operations, finance, sales engineering, supply chain and more Go to stojobs.com to apply today. On behalf of Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the participants in today's game. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. So, Dennis, you've got an early morning, as do I, as the Wisconsin Badgers take on Rutgers. It's homecoming in Madison uh, with the 11 a.m. kickoff. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, by the way, starts off at 9 a.m. So I'll be at the Everlight Madison, at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios. Wow. Don't know how I stumbled on that one. (laughs) So the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios. And speaking of those studios, we're going to take a quick break and we'll send it back to the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios where Riley Yauk will have some hopefully some final scores from around the area we know one that he won't have because he even went and double checked (laughs) will be the edgewood bigfoot game as bigfoot had to forfeit that game and again riley from the bottom of my heart i am so sorry that you ran across the street to find a score for a game that was not even happening i seriously ran across the street i'm proud of him for putting in the effort because i gave him a hard time about it but i am sorry that he had to do that for a game that wasn't even happening I'm Hunter Vaughn, the idiot that made someone run across the street for no reason. Alongside me in the here at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field was the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Summerow. Want to say thank you to Primetime Ryan Wollersheim running the video in his hopefully warm jacket. Looked a little cold tonight, but Ryan doing a great job running our video stream on ESPN Madison's YouTube. Alex Gravatt the producer back at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios, Chuck Stanger, our audio producer, and the hero of the night, the running man himself, Riley Yauk. (laughs) This has been Zimbraconda's presentation (laughs) of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison.
Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. As for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new, a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Welcome back to the Everlight Solar Studios here in Madison. My name is Riley Yauk. As you have already heard from the man himself, Hunter Vaughn, I did, in fact, run across the street to check on the Madison Edgewood, the purported Madison Edgewood Walworth Bigfoot game. And as you also heard, it was not taking place. Hunter, all is forgiven. No worries. I just did what I believe any reasonable man would do when his work ethic is called into question. I answered the bell, and I went across the street to check out the final score. And it turned out, or at least some sort of score, and it turned out there was no game. I walked outside, turned to the right, past Festival Foods, and uh, nobody was home. Lights were out, completely dark, and that's the way it was. I knew something was off. I didn't know there was a forfeit. Uh, I just assumed they were playing somewhere else, or maybe the game ended really, really early. I had no idea. But alas, Madison Edgewood, uh, victors tonight, uh, 1-0, to you could say. I believe that's the official, official designation for a forfeit. So congratulations to the Crusaders of Madison Edgewood tonight. Made for a funny story, some good, <laughs> good content, and it got me some exercise. It, it was nice. I love the studio here. It's very nice, very spacious. Uh, but it's nice to leave every once in a while when I'm sitting here scanning Twitter and score websites and YouTube live streams trying to find this stuff. It was a great break. So I actually appreciate what you did, Hunter. Again, all is forgiven. No worries. We move on. And hey, I think everyone won in this situation, so I'm happy, and we're moving on. So let's actually move on now and check in on some other final scores that happened around the area. We're only missing two now, so we found the other three, thankfully. So let's start in the Big 8 Conference as Janesville Parker had their way with the Madison East Pergolders. They dominated winning in a shutout fashion 51 to 0 they improved to 5 and 3 on the season 3 and 3 in conference play the Burgolders fall to 1 and 7 1 and 5 in the big 8 Madison LaFollette didn't fare much better as they were defeated 49 to 8 at the hands of Madison Memorial High School LaFollette stays winless on the year they fall to 0 and 8 0 and 6 in the conference and Memorial improves to 5 and 3 Four and two. Congratulations, Madison Memorial. You have clinched a playoff spot. They're four and two in the conference. Middleton, number nine, ranked Middleton. Another blowout in the Big Eight. 50 to three, the final score. They defeat Madison West. West, the Regents, fall to two and five on the year, two and three in conference. And Middleton, or should I say two and seven? Two and seven? No, two and six. I didn't update the records for that game. Two and six and two and four in conference play, while Middleton improved to seven and one, five and one in the Big Eight. The number eight ranked Verona Wildcats 
Also, lots of blowouts. That seems to be the theme in Big 8 play this evening as they handled Janesville Craig by a score of 41 to 6. Running clock was immediately in effect in the second half. They're up 35 to nothing. Didn't do too much after that. Might have played their JV guys. They're 7 and 1 now, undefeated 6 and 0 in conference play. Craig falls to 5 and 3 and 3 and 3 in conference play. They're going to have to work next week, have to win if they want to ensure a spot in the playoffs this year. Moving on to the Badger Large, the Oregon Panthers. Upset bid was thwarted by the Beaver Dam Golden Beavers. An absolute thriller of a game. No one expected the Panthers to play them that tough, but they've been playing a lot of teams tough this season. They did not make it easy for Beaver Dam. However, they lose by a score of 17-14 to tonight as Parker Blank's 18-yard field goal with 1.4 seconds left will send Beaver Dam to the postseason as they improve to 4-2 and two in the Badger Large. Number four ranked Wanakee stays undefeated at the hands of my beloved Milton Redhawks. They had no problem handling business tonight. They win 49-6 as I sit here sulking in my Milton Redhawks baseball jersey. Milton on the ropes right now, 2-3 and three in the conference. Uh, I don't know exactly why they have that irregularity in their conference record. Might have missed a game, had to forfeit or something, but there's just a game missing. Maybe it's a typo in our schedule. Maybe they're 3-3 three and three right now. Maybe they're 2-4, and four, not 100% sure. But their season currently dangling by a thread. And once again, the game that happened last night on Thursday, Sun Prairie East took care of Watertown, the Goslings, uh, sending them to a 1-5 mark in the Badger Large, 1-7 on the season, while the Cardinals improved to 6-2 and 5-1. and, five and one. Moving on to the Badger Small, the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. I did find an update, no final yet, even though I'm sure the game is over. Last I saw, they're winning 28-12 over the Portage Warriors in the fourth quarter. Hopefully by the time we, we roll around to our next segment, maybe get a little break in here, I'll be able to wrangle that up for you, get you an official final. But for now, I won't report on records as nothing is official. The Warriors may have come back. We don't know as it stands right now. Number 10 overall, Mount Hora Barneveld stays undefeated by the skin of their teeth as they hang on to defeat Stoughton in a battle of the Vikings, 14-13. Stoughton had a chance at the end, but could not get it done as I think they're going to have to change their name now. Only Mount Horeb can keep the nickname Vikings. They did change their logo last year, though, so I guess they have had to change something. And in my opinion, even though... Copying the Vikings logo isn't that great. The Vikings logo is objectionably, objectionably, objectively, there's the word I'm looking for, goodness, is objectively a good logo. I think their current logo, not that great. I also don't like Stoughton, so take that bias into account. Sock Prairie, they handle Fort Atkinson. They win by a score of 35-14. They improved to 3-3 three three in conference play, 4-4. Four four. Solid 500 on the year for them, while Fort Atkinson still has yet to find a win in Badger Small play, 0-6 on the year for them. In the Badger crossover, you heard and saw it right here on 100.5 ESPN or on our YouTube page. The DeForest Norskis ended up defeating the Sun Prairie West Wolves by a score of 28-14. Solid game. 
Sun Prairie West was able to keep that high-powered offense in check for the most part, but couldn't get enough going on their own. DeForest will settle in at a 500 mark on the year, 4-4, 4-2 in conference play. As we talked about before the game with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau, that will clinch the Norskis a spot in the playoffs. Congratulations to DeForest. Sun Prairie West going to have to win next week if they want to share a similar fate. In the Capital Conference, no update on Beloit Turner versus Lake Mills. Again, if I had to guess, I assume Lake Mills would win, but nothing is certain in high school football that can be sure. As number six ranked Columbus defeats Lakeside Lutheran, great game. I was kind of tuning in on my live stream over here. They win by a score of 35 to 28 over the Spartans. They improved to seven and one on the season, five and one in capital play. And who knows? Maybe that number six will move up to a number five or number four coming up here in next the next week or so. Number two overall, Lodi had absolutely no trouble. They breeze through New Glarus Monticello, winning by a score of 49-7. to They stay undefeated, may take over the number one spot in the medium schools division. Who knows? We'll see. New Glarus Monticello falls to 3-3 three and three in the Capital Conference. Going to have to win next week to make the playoffs. And we already talked about Madison Edgewood over Walworth Bigfoot by forfeit. <laughs> Moving on to the Eastern Suburban Conference. Cambridge, the Blue Jays. I mistakenly called them the Cardinals earlier. They are the Blue Jays. Uh, currently leading uh, Marcusan by a score of 28 to 14. That just doesn't sound right, Marcusan, but I'm going to trust Jesse Nelson that that is the correct pronunciation. 28 to 14. I'm assuming the game is over by now. Last I saw, 28 to 14 in the fourth quarter. No update for you on the Marshall Cardinals uh, and Palmyra Eagle. And finally, for the Eastern Suburban, Waterloo wins a just a very fun game over the Clinton Cougars. Back and forth battle, a real roller coaster of a game, 25 to 22. Clinton took the lead with just over a minute to play, but alas, they allowed a big kick return, two big runs, and Waterloo scored uh, in the final minute. Clinton even had an opportunity to tie the game in the final seconds. Uh, I believe it was a 20-something yard field goal. Um, a kicker just got a little too much air under it, not enough distance. It fell short, and the Pirates hung on to win over the Cougars, 25 to 22. They improved to five and one in the Eastern Suburban. Clinton falls to three and three. You know the drill with the three and three teams. And finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, McFarland demolishes the Whippets of Whitewater by a score of 54 to 20. After a really rough start to the season, they were 0 and three. I believe, rough non-conference slate for the Spartans. Um, they are 5-1 and one in the Rock Valley Conference. But we're going to step aside here for a quick break. You're listening to uh, Zimbrakana's presentation of Prep Mania. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Your Honda gets you everywhere. When it needs service, you need Zimbrick Honda service. Their customer service is second to none, and you can experience it yourself at two convenient Madison locations on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Honda certified technicians handle it all. You can even get flexible payment options. Fix your car now and pay later. Apply online to see your options in seconds with no hard credit check. Make your service appointment online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Zimbrick Honda Service Center on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Part of the Madison community since 1973. Shop Zimbrick Honda. Like, share, and follow ESPN Medicine. 
everywhere. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for more great content from ESPN Madison. This is 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Follow me. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Manias. Now we've run through all the scores. Let's take a quick look before we sign off here. The teams that clinch tonight and the teams that have a chance at clinching the playoffs next week. Starting with Madison Memorial. They got the job done tonight over Madison LaFollette. Beaver Dam scraped out a win over the Oregon Panthers. Lakeside Lutheran. Actually, I believe they did not clinch. I believe I had that wrong. Yep, that's on me. They can clinch next week. I apologize for the confusion. Lakeside Lutheran cannot did not clinch this week, but they do have an opportunity next week. Then MG, I believe that is the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. They, at least I believe, defeated the Portage Warriors. If that game holds, they clinch, they're in. And finally, the Cambridge Blue Jays, if they finish off Marcusan, they will also be in the playoffs. Congratulations to all those teams. We look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Now, let's look at the teams that have an opportunity to do this next week. Starting with the Janesville schools, Parker and Craig. After Parker got a win and Craig fell this evening, they can both take care of business next week and slip in. Milton, don't know what their schedule anomaly looks like, but I believe with a win they at least have an outside chance at making the playoffs, or maybe that's just my blind hope talking right now. And then one team we do know for a fact can get in is the Stoughton Vikings. You can listen to their game right here on 100.5 ESPN. They will be taking on the Sun Prairie East Cardinals in Sun Prairie. Alex Strofe and the Dean Dennis Semrau will be on the call. So large stakes for the Vikings next week. Sock Prairie has a chance to do the same. They stayed alive with a victory over Fort Atkinson tonight. Sun, Sun Prairie West did the same. And New Glarus Monticello with an opportunity as well. And finally, the Clinton Cougars, after a tough defeat, still have one more shot next week. And just before we take off, just want to say thank you all for listening. For our entire crew here in the Everlight Solar Studios, I'm Riley Yauk. You've been listening to Zimbra Khanna's presentation of Prep Mania.